The Driving While Awesome podcast is recorded live to SD card at the Beeline Motor Club in Santa Cruz, California. Where am I? And where are you? Can you imagine like, his head I being can't. inside his little no. head? Egocidal vehiculum. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But what about the people that put their fingers over the license? Keichi <laughs> Tsuchiya. <laughs> Those cars have such a cute little face, you know? It's like a little, like a little salamander or something, you know? I'm riding dirty right now. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I am Lane. Uh, Mart, and we are joined by our friend Mel Dominguez. How's it going? Doing good. Thanks for having me. What is up, dude? Nice intro, Art. Well, I figure we're going to get into the details here shortly, right? That's Um, right. I think you're right. Yeah, because Mel is an artist, a very talented artist. He's actually uh, hooked us up with with some artwork. He's on our wall, dude. He's on our wall of fame. M Pro Car up there. You gave us to us, like, what, like five, six years ago? Something like that. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Pandemic. I think it was when you guys were starting. I was like, hey. Uh, It was when we were, it was probably when we started. Definitely wasn't when we were starting because we started in 2014. Oh damn! But it was when we moved to the studio. It was probably when we moved into the studio. Okay, that yeah, that was it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. moving in, guys. Yeah, yeah, it looks great up there and prominent place. And I don't remember your title. I know you work for a prominent OEM. You're a designer of some sort. Oh, are you not allowed to talk about that? <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about anything. <laughs> are you not allowed to say waste, who you work waste for? Waste of time. No, I work for Ford Motor Company. I'm an yeah. interaction designer out in Greenfield Labs in Palo Alto. So that's one of our research centers. In Northern California, uh, to my knowledge, it's the only one in Northern California. Uh, that's where we are. You would think you would know that. You know what? Sometimes top secret. Big mm. companies, there's a lot of top <laughs> secret stuff, and you'd be surprised. How long has that place okay. been there? I want to say they opened like in 2016, but it was like in a much smaller operation, but we didn't take over that bigger building until like maybe 2017, 2018, the one that we had the cars and coffee at. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there was a lot of teams there, uh, a lot of people there at one point after the pandemic, you know, now we've all kind of got hybrid, but yeah, yeah. for the listeners at home, that's where, uh, we went to that Ford cars and coffee, uh, about a month ago, which was really cool. Some very, very interesting stuff there. Are you guys going to keep those going, you think, or at least do more than one a year? Ideally, we'd like to, you know, yeah. we've been actually just sh- shooting the can. I'm like, whoa, wh- what's next? You know, and like, well, we had concept cars at that last one, which is like really hard to top. Yeah. But we're actively like, like those hey, are Phillips cars or, yeah. or three of them. Were, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They yeah. were um, with the exception of the blue Ford GT that came. That was someone else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we do want to do that again. And it's just kind of thinking like, what else can we do to make it exciting uh, maybe we don't promise concept cars this time, but yeah, kind of. I think it's and, fine without yeah. concept cars. It's a nice to have, not a, not a need yeah. to have. And I think yeah. there's enough. And I mean, it depends on what the approach is, right? Like, what are you trying to do? Especially if it's there, if there is a theme, like there's so many like tuner modified and right. like, or just rare, obscure stuff in region that mm-hmm. I'm sure you could pull really cool stuff regardless and make it interesting. But Get this. Yeah. Mustang day. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, I, I was almost Thunderbird day. I was going to say. I know. T-Birds. I don't know. Do you know yeah, why yeah. there were so many Thunderbirds? I don't know, but you know what? I, I, I like Thunderbirds a lot. I've always been kind of interested how they've started from this like really cool, almost like Ferrari-esque sports car. And, and how they turned just, to what? Yachts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really cool yachts. In the 60s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never understood why they did that, but I, and also I just don't know why the T-Birds just showed up in mass like that. I think it probably got out to the 
the club, the crew, and <laughs> yeah. the just like anything. They you sent know? a flyer to yeah. each other. They faxed. And they faxed it over, and then yeah. Betty and Sue Betty, saw it. And, say, Betty, Betty told Jane. Yeah, that yeah. At the book club, they all. Esther you know. and Billy are barb. going. There's definitely a barb. Oh, there's there. definitely a barb. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. Joe Polo was there, too. Yeah, he was definitely Did, he, did he show yeah. up? No. No. But he had a T-Bird. I don't know if he still does. But he would definitely be the tie. He's the guy. He's the new kid on the block, right? He's tying in the generation. Well, he wants the turbo man. Yeah. and they're like why <laughs> oh the modern ones Does that those, hurt your knee? Pretty, those, those are pretty sweet actually the um, what are the turbo coupes or whatever the SCs? yeah um no the early, that's a supercharged one right the one before that the turbo coupe yeah they're the, cool the, yeah they're cool like 80s and i always forget yeah, that rear wheel like drive late, oh like the late 80s like early or mid 80s yeah. That huge rear pillar. Yeah. yeah, yeah the huge yeah. rear pillar. With they, the more notchback yeah. style. Exactly. I always forget cool the rear wheel drive. They look like a front wheel drive car, but I think yeah. all of them except for. That's all Fox chassis, right? The newest. So. The last T Bird were all rear wheel drive. Wait, was the last one not rear wheel drive? Yeah, maybe it was too. No, it was. It was. It was based on the LS, right? So. All on the T-Birds? Lincoln LS? Yeah. <laughs> we're so <fun>. yeah, we <laughs> no, we're doing great over here like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like anyone could spout off Lincoln LS now all I know hey, Lincoln LS are kind of cool they, were, they, they weren't bad is that a Euro yeah. platform there's, there's one for sale something? right now it's, yeah? it's marked as rare at uh, Sil- I mean, Silicon Valley yeah, uh, auto, auto Euro platform that's just what they call it like it's just one. called the Euro yeah. yeah they had two right they had a lo- didn't they bring out a bigger engine like halfway through it's like oh, a yeah, refresh dude look this guy he knows all the deets our friend Kurt Tosta had one, I believe. Whoa. Just don't <laughs> throw out names like that. Right now. <laughs> Can't do that. Um, uh, yeah, they were they weren't bad. Uh-huh. I heard okay. a bunch of people walking around at, at the uh Ford Moco uh Cars and Coffee, or I guess Greenfield Labs Cars and Coffee. Uh and they were like, Why are they doing this? Like why they were they were they, they were dumbfounded. What what do you mean? Like I, it was just like I heard this like two or three times, right? Yeah. Which feels like that's a hundred to me. But <laughs> Do you have why, an answer? No. We're like, why are they? Why are they like, doing this here? Like, why are they having a cars and coffee? Like, what's their what's their angle? What's their angle? And and uh, trying to stick it to us. Yeah, yeah. They're giving exactly. us free coffee. Yeah. Are they are they putting chips in us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they're trying to give us give us the vaccine. I'm not, I'm not buying a Bronco too. Hey, that yeah. water, we're all chipped now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was, uh, just for funds. Funsies. It was, yeah. it was. Well, it I was. mean, I think also like you do anything to promote your brand. It's, it's a good pretty thing, obvious. Right? I mean, yeah, especially and and it's a way to connect with the community regionally. Right. And the fact that you have, as you said, there's a presence here in, uh, as you said, my, maybe the only one on the West coast, like to show, Hey, like Ford is here and it's an opportunity to, to bring out the community and get people engaged with the brand. And you know, it's, I mean, dude, of, Jim yeah. Farley was there. That was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, and and it, it, this actually goes back to like you guys know Ryan Ryan McManus, mm-hmm. one one of one of my colleagues there. Yeah, he kind of started doing this. Yeah, well, pre pandemic, pre pandemic, and it was like an an internal uh, employee car show. It was yeah. really cool. He did this whole really neat thing. He um, took what remember the what was it the Ford Mustang Mach three. Uh, concept car. It was like this red, very bulbous thing. That yes. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because he took it and spray painted it gold as a trophy. And it was, it, it was really fun. And we're like, we got to do this on a bigger scale. And then the pandemic hit. Um, and then 
we kind of made a rain check out of it, but we were really happy with the first one. People were like, this is a great mm -hmm. location. Heard tons of really good feedback. And then but it was this, pretty private, right? It wasn't. We put it out there it. for everyone. Oh, did. They yeah. put it out there. So they put it out pre-pandemic too. Yeah. That's what and then that one just never happened because of pandemic. Right. And then the makeup one was last year. Right. And that one was public. And then this one just yeah. that we went to. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. we weren't around last year, right? Yeah, I, I was out of town for some, for some reason. reason. Yeah. Or we might have even had a morning motors. I don't know. There was yeah. something happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we, we were excited at this turnout. Like, I, th I think kind of to your questions earlier, like why we were doing it, literally we were just trying to have a good time. Like, oh, no, I wasn't. And, and we, have a, we have a really yeah. cool facility. And then just uh, all the volunteers, it's like, you know, not everyone there is, is I think it was what we considered like a gearhead. Sure. But there's a lot of people who are also just interested in sort of the greater Ford brand and just like, hey, you guys are going to have a good time. Let's do this. Yeah. And well, yeah. And it brings, yeah, it brings a certain level of like enthusiasm to yeah. see people excited yeah, 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 about, yeah. about it. It's a good place yeah. to do it too in that part of the peninsula, you know, Dude, it's great. Right, right off yeah. 280 yeah. and really and, convenient uh, location, yeah. really close to, get some, um, heavy hitter cars out as you did. What was the, um, uh, the, the fraud, uh, the blood lab testing, oh, Theranos, uh, Theranos was Thar like right down They're the street. Like right down the street. <laughs> Theranos. 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 Yeah. 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 Theranos was a, I think a Greek something. Was maybe. that a, yeah. Was God. that a Marvel superhero? Yeah. yeah definitely Marvel cool. superhero. I like that, that building Thanos across now. the street oh, was released. <laughs> <Trilis, laughs> so was that? Know, we should have scooped that, that building. Up. We were thinking about getting it for DWA headquarters. The one across the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet lease. Like 55 grand for a room or something. Probably more than that. For a room. I said for downstairs. Yeah, exactly. It's just the, the reception area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, you, did you guys notice the HP campus is mostly now Tesla? I don't know oh. how much, if any, HP is left over, but Tesla took over that entire campus next door. Oh, wow. Just making iPads with wheels, I tell yeah, you. What. It's funny that it's like we're moving to Texas, but it's like you guys also just bought the most are, expensive. Are growing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most expensive so. real estate. Too. So this must have been like whenever the, the Roadster first came out, is that like 07, 08, mm -hmm. somewhere on there? Um, I organized a drive and we met uh, at the Palo Alto um, mm. Mall, yeah. whatever that is right there, that parking lot, Stanford Shopping, Stanford Shopping Center. Center. And across the street, that was the first Tesla showroom that they had. And they had a Tesla Roadster there. And so we all went to check it out. And it's all these like snotty kids in their Civic SIs and Integras. Oh, is that those days? <laughs> yeah. And so we're all like checking it out. And I remember they let us like, you know, sit in them and like we're showing them to us and everything. And I remember we're like, this is just a lot of lease. Yeah. I'm like, oh, a lot. exactly like that. Um, and that was, yeah, Did that a was flat cap on, or what were you? Um, probably flat cap yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, oh, like a little schoolboy guy. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. like newspaper boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's really close to where you're at. So it just reminded me of that. You know. It's nostalgia mm -hmm. for that region. So I travel. Side note, it's funny you say that because the one time I did drive in a lease and I pulled over just for a rest because it was really hot. That's the one comment I heard. It was like, look at this guy in his freaking Toyota. And it's like, oh, yeah. And? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Why? Oh, well, because Toyota engine or something? Or? Yeah. yeah. No. I, yeah. Interesting. Come on, Art. You know, you know how to put two and two together. Well, I mean, who, who why would you say, say that? that? What was that, that? It was like some random. It's someone talking shit. Some it's like someone saying that to yeah. a new Supra. Oh, it's just a Beamer. Yeah, but they're right. But they're right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wouldn't Nailed buy it. it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we saw a first gen Elise at Radwood Austin. Someone displayed it, and it's so cool. They're way the cool. little weird round headlights. Yeah, but I like they, them a lot it more. works with it because it's more bulbous and not as sharp. So much more. Mm. It really worked. I yeah. really like it more. Yeah, and then I, I, I actually, um, 
had a back and forth with Camisa about it because I commented mm. on one of his posts because he said that it was just, it was hideous or something. Oh. And I'm like, no, dude, it's like way better yeah. looking. Like I think it's it, as you said, it suits the the shape of the car. And he way was better. like, you're right. Yeah, and then he gave it, he gave in immediately. <laughs> yeah. Was there I mean, another was there yeah. another one on my trip in like a Seat or something that was or what's that? Oh, the Renault? The, there was a Renault. Wasn't there engine. a Vauxhall Spider? Well, Vauxhall. But at that it? point, it was oh, already the, the, yeah. the kind of the one we saw in like 08. That's right. right. Well, there was an, yeah, it's an Opal also, a really square headlights. But it's is like that not related? Is that a separate thing? Well, I think shared chassis, but totally different looking things. But it's shared chassis. Yeah, 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 it is related. Okay, that, I think yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking Yeah. Yeah, because by then, GM had its hands. In Lodi. Which, which is funny because it kind of goes back to like, wasn't the that funky Elon from Elon the early Zuzu 90s? Elon powered GM thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, then yeah. Kia took it and called it the Kia. I don't know color. what they called it. What do they call it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a Peter Stevens design though. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah right. Same with Art's new car. Let's, uh, let's get to questions. I feel let's like this will reveal even more about M Dom's. Wow. What do you reveal. think? Expose even? I don't know. I'm not going to expose anything. <laughs> All right. Um, I need more beer. Let's see. Yeah. Help yourself. Uh, Bobby Reed with the cars says, what car have you felt least comfortable driving at your street limit? Oh, so that's your street limit as opposed to the car's street limit? Because, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, well, like, the, the first one that comes to mind was... It's kind of an unfair one, but it was when uh, we we drove Gen's uh, Vantage, a V12 Vantage manual, Mm -hmm. and it was on like eight-year-old tires. Yes. And they were rock hard, and it was impossible to go beyond like half throttle. Like it would immediately like shoot sideways, and it was like, and it's a car that was very powerful, so like the street limit was unreachable. Like it was like you, you were at very low speeds. I have a video. I, I actually put a GoPro, I was biting it. I had it in my mouth and I have a video of me just steering it on one of our favorite back roads. And like anytime I went beyond half throttle, like boom, immediately sideways. Like, you know, it was just, it was impossible to drive and it was really sketchy. Um, so that was one in particular. Yeah, and I did fight. take that car on a back road as well at a short loop. And yeah. I was like, I'm over this. And then I just drove it around. <laughs> I drove it up and down Westcliff, like revving the engine at people. Yeah. Cause it was just, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm not going to push this thing. Yeah. But that one is because of, it was a, it was due to the you know compromised tire situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a car that was just, just because everyone says, Oh, Carrera GTs are so scary at the mm-hmm. limit. Right. Like I'm yeah, just I've trying never, to I haven't driven one. So I don't know. Uh, Cobra kit car. Oh, everything was hard. It was, uh, loud, hot, terrible ergonomics, hard to like see out of, you know, just all of it was hard. And the thing was sketchy. Just kind of all the time. Uh, I remember you talking about Jeep Cherokee. Cherokee? Yeah. At the street limit? (laughs) Well, yeah, you were saying it was just sketchy to drive. Oh, probably a Wrangler. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's oh. what I meant. A Wrangler yeah, yeah. was bad. Yeah. yeah. Early Wrangler, like a, a mid eighties Wrangler that was like worn out. So all the linkage, yeah. everything was just like slop everywhere. That's sketch, right? Super sketch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's just, yeah, it's so um, not confidence inspiring. Yeah. Land Rover, uh, LR, no, no, a Land Rover def- Oh, well, Discovery. Discovery. Right. Nick's. Oh, in, Nick in Florida. Partas. Or in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yeah. That thing sucked. Yeah. Like so sketched. You and just, it wasn't that bad compared to what it should he have been. Said, yeah, he said, it was, like, oh, this, it was way worse before. By the way, he towed Art's car I from know. Florida like seven hours. And like I drove it from wherever we were staying to the racetrack, yeah. I think, or something like that. It's just death. And it was just like going 30 miles an hour down the street, like 
make like <laughs> correcting like so hard just to go straight. They're so weird, yeah. And uh, by the way, I just drove a, a sixty-five bug that hasn't been on the road in how many years? Like, like twenty miles and smooth, like nice. perfect, good steering. Yeah. I mean, dude, that that thing was so bad. I mean, it's it's already like tank truck like. Yeah, but also so. just the way that that suspension rides, right? Like it's, it's, it's weird. You know, we've talked about the Corvette, like, you know, the transverse leaf spring thing feeling yeah, really that's weird. Really like sketch. that's sort of the way that those trucks mm-hmm. feel like they, they feel like you have two separate, it's like the body and then the chassis and they're somehow connected. They're, they're fighting they're, each other, but they're like loosely connected. Also yeah. rides really tall and yes. tippy. Yeah. But, all. but you know, what's nuts is that you see them in Africa and they're like at a 45 yeah. degree angle. I think and it's just somehow works. It. Yeah. It's, like it's Nick, just an awkward feeling, it. but like they do their yeah. job, right? Like, yeah. They don't tip over, but yeah. you also like, I just felt like I was going to run into like everything on the road just cause you're, it was hard to like stay like, in the You're lane. like an old movie, like steering exactly. back and forth, just going straight. Yeah. And I've driven yeah. a lot of old, like old trucks and stuff that you drive like that, but they're more confidence. Predictable. Yeah. How about you, Mel? Anything come to mind? Any sketchy street street drive street races? He has a Fiat. <laughs> I, I do, but before the Fiat, I almost got a lunch as Scorpion. Oh, yeah. oh those that are was, known for that being was pretty good. sketchy. Uh, it was one of those things where the car had was barely running, uh, kind so of brand new engine brake <laughs> uh, type deal. Yeah, yeah. I, Maybe I was better off not buying it, but I still wanted it because I thought it was like, here's my chance. I could get a baby DeLorean pin and design. Awesome. I think so Very too. Intriguing. But it just, it, it, it was really bad. Hmm. Happy I didn't do it because it was, yeah, it was all falling Sketch. apart and it was very sketchy. Yeah. My femur hurts says, as interacting with the car has moved beyond just buttons and switches, what's an example of an OEM who's nailed it? And what's an example of someone who's really failed? Gotcha. Nailed it. I'd mm. say uh, Mazda kind of nails it with their switch gear. They're doing it's a job. really simple, but they also don't go like full. Right, they're not super techy. Yeah, they they're stay little, in their. They, they that's s- nailing it. That's I mean, that is kind of nailing us. it, like yeah. not moving forward. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, also like modern Honda right now, right? We just had like this the yeah. Type R we talked about the new, the new Integras. I mean, it's just it's you have knobs for the, the the basic stuff that you want knobs for. Yeah. And just no clutter. They have that screen. weird volume slider for like one year, which was a and terrible idea. Said, nope. And they learned. Yeah. Um, Porsche does a really good job too. Um, I have a, a new Macan loaner right now, and they have the the, the, the that have that center stack like that haptic thing. thing? No, uh, it, it is so. The thing is that it's the best version that I've experienced. Like it's not a touch. It's like a, it's a clicky Conk, one and it's yeah. very accurate. Like you, it works really well for a modern version of that. Yeah, like yeah. Q is like notoriously awful. Like, you know, you have to tap and do weird mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I don't have a lot of experience in modern Fords. Is there anything that we've driven recently? I was sync has been around for so long that I don't know what's new. Maybe someone here might know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. I guess uh, I'll start off by just, you know, is there one that nails disclaimer. it? Is there one that nails it? The, the, um, <laughs> what, uh, Ford yeah. or a, or just in generally, Ford or generally speaking? Well, for you, anyone, anyone. yeah. But yeah. most recently I drove a, a GV60 and I think kind of like Brendan's question, uh, like thinking new cars, yeah. one that surprised me, it was a GV60 just because it's an EV and we have this whole kind of notion where it's like it's gonna screens everything screens. and no knobs and there was a surprising amount of buttons and really good tactile buttons as well and switches. Like I thought the fact that uh, they had this really nice knob to rotate the mirrors, that was really cool. Kind of a lot of redundancies, but at the same time, it's like you, you could go touchscreen if you wanted to, but they had all the buttons there to sort of kept it making it feel like 
long story short, it was like a, the most car-like EV I've driven. Nice. So mm-hmm. I thought that was so a that's big the plus Kia? to them. The that's the, the Hyundai, Hyundai, Hyundai But in Hyundai's... Like oh, sorry, Genesis, of, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, but Hyundai's yeah. head of design just came out and said that like he's keeping all essential things as buttons. Oh, good. Oh, remember yeah, that was the whole, thing. that statement see. about, yeah, uh, the, he said it's unsafe yesterday. to, to not have buttons and yeah, it's yeah. a cool looking car and it was that it's color. Kind of funky. I, yeah. That like was crazy. Color. Like acid. Yeah, green. yeah. I got it on Turo yeah. and I, drove oh, it around for a couple of days. Um, yeah, I definitely want to give it a whirl. Thanks. I mean, Genesis is absolutely killing it in general. Like, I mean, in terms of like, I mean, design and UI and stuff. Oh yeah. 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 They're funky looking. They're, they're like, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a good execution of like a modern design. I think it's cutesy. Automotive Omnivore continues this question and says, is there still hope for buttons, switches, physical needles and dials versus all screens all the time? Dude, that's a hard one. Like gauges and gauges stuff. I mean, that's really not interacting. Difficult. You're not, I mean, you're not physically like touching it. Um, I, I think know. it's just the cheaper way to go. And, for sure. No uh, moving parts. So I think that's, you know, like that's here for good, but I do think, Knobs and buttons are making a comeback. Isn't there a car? Maybe it's Mazda actually that has a needle, but it's set against the screen. Hmm. It's got like a physical needle still. I don't have to do some research. Porsche like had kept the tack yeah. analog. Which is pretty rad. Until maybe now or something. I don't know. No. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of? I've heard from just kind of like trend reports and kind of like sitting in on this stuff. It's like, there's this whole notion where it's like the next generation of drivers. This is kind of their expectation. Kind of this, like, you know, I don't know about your kids, but it's like this whole iPad generation of kids. It's like, they're going to enter the market with this sort of uh, new interaction mindset where it's like, that's what they use. That's what they're used to. So it's like, you know, I've heard it go as By far the way, as like, it's such bullshit. It's, Hey, I, I mean, mean <laughs> dude, you're making that, like you're making that market. You're, you're like, you're, you're saying you you're not giving them a choice. I mean, I, I would hope there's there's a good middle ground. I think kind of like 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 Genesis sort of leaning into this and saying like, hey, this is and there could be a middle ground. Like like you said, the screens are kind of here to stay. Like wa- analog watches could have disappeared like 30 years ago, but there's a well, reason. Now if you go to like a middle school and you ask kids to read that clock on the wall, they can't read but it. But there's a reason like watches are still a thing, right? Well, for us old and shitty bastards. No, for young people too. People are buying analog watches like I think crazy. It's less than you think. Like. For the young, the youth, sixteen-year-olds, you think they're buying? I don't know. Maybe they are. I mean, I I think what I mean, I think it's. It's I see where Lane's coming from, but I I agree with with Warren. I think it's 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 become a niche thing, right? But I feel like we still have the opportunity to steer that narrative, right? We have to steer the narrative. That's my point. And yeah, you have to give them an option. You're taking away like artisan like tactileness and (laughs) and I think like a beautiful element. Like, how many things can you make? It just takes away detail too, which is so yeah. Yeah, I'm like just, I've noticed. I was just gonna say I noticed a lot too. It's just a lot of these new cars, and again, this is just my opinion. You know, not reflecting Ford here, but just kind of like looking at a lot of cars out there right now. It's, it's just seeing how there's so much real estate dedicated to the screen, whereas before, you know, we had these really cool, unique dashes. Like I think of the E9, like that really nice sculpted wood kind of crevice yeah. that, that's in there. It's like it's almost stripping away a little bit of like that really nice creativity that goes into creating that space, where it's like here's a screen. You know, those yep. buttons that you guys are talking about, like, yeah, there's a lot of, in my opinion, there should be a lot of artistry that goes into that. I would hope that we can kind of bring back some of that too. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we've kind of made our bed here as an industry, I know, like kind I, of big bets going into screens. It feels like it will continue to be a niche thing, like a good watch. You know, it's not, it's not going to be a mass produced 
vehicle that will have a great gauge cluster. But you know what's funny? Like the first people to do it were like Lamborghini and LFA and these oh, screens like digital yeah. uh, tachometers and speedometers yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. It was the high end that brought it on. Then it gets cheap, goes and get, and now it's on cheap cars. Now the hot thing's going to be that the new Ferrari is going to have on analog gauges. I agree. Like, in 10 years from now or five years or whatever it is. Like, because like the Gordon Murray car has an amazing, because how do you differentiate yourself from the $10,000 car? Yeah. Like it'll, now the, if you have digital screens are all the same, yeah. but if you have like these beautiful, like video gauges or whatever they are, now you can get like, um, sin to make you right. instruments or it's whatever. It's like a jewel-like you know? thing, right? Yeah, so amazing. I think it's where, I mean, if you have a specialty vehicle, I can see like a Ford GT or like yeah. in the new mod or the future version of that having that. But yeah. like for the Fiesta or something, right? Like it's just, it's it's that college yeah, kid. Yeah, throw some or whatever, iPads right? on yeah. in there. Yeah, so I the, think it's it. The ones that uh, Brendan was asking who's like blowing it and the last few Mercedes we've had have been redundancy but with screen was, redundancy there's just so much yeah there's so much going on um and then bmws as well which is like a video game you know attacks like especially the m cars like this crazy there's so much information you can't even see redundancies in what way though like they'll have a they'll have a, a little display screen on the steering wheel mm -hmm. and then they'll have one by the shifter and, and one, one in on the, the screen. screen and they all do they the, all same, all do the thing. same thing yeah i have a feeling and, and you kind of don't know what you're doing you're you're always kind of like well, which one am we I sort of am i missing something we sort of figured or? out that it's like you i think this is their thinking it's like Whatever you want, it's there. If you want to use it in the screen, great. If you want it on the steering wheel, there it is. If you want it down by the shifter, done. Yeah. And so I have a feeling, and this is, I don't know, I mean, I have, this is an assumption, but I feel like manufacturers have a lot of access to card data these days. And I have a feeling that they're trying to figure out what people want and use most frequently. And so they gave you everything, as Warren is saying. Like, it's, an, it's all over the place. So it's a little confusing, but... You know, at some point you kind of get accustomed to using one of those features and then they're going to like look at data and say, OK, 75 percent of people prefer to use it on the console versus this, you know, and then maybe the next generation or iteration of that car is going to have it, you know, like in a certain way. That's that's an assumption. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much data they're actually analyzing, but because it, it seems that way because it's you, you have so much control at each of those, you know, places in the interior. Yeah. Um, have you seen any of the bug the crap out of you <laughs> displays or I'm not sure what. most of them <laughs> yeah yeah I think yeah. I think I wasn't a big fan of the capacitive VW touches oh yeah um, that one I had a chance to sit in one of those it's like those little details that it's like if I run into this and I'm about to buy this it's like I'll walk right off the lot yeah like that was one of them yeah, yeah like the market, having to flip right? a switch to use the rear windows <sighs> or the fronts yeah toggle so yeah. it's dude, it's so weird, man. Cause I, I, um, I was charging your car, the Polestar, um, yeah, this year, not, this not one. currently, but last time. And a woman drove up in, uh, what is the, 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 the Volkswagen ID4 ID4. And so, you know, we had our windows down. I was sitting there on my laptop and, uh, and so I asked her like, Oh, like, you mind if I ask you a few questions about your car? She's like, sure. I just got it. And I'm like, and I oh asked God, her, and, like, so why did you buy that? And I said, dude, the fucking piece of shit. No, I just, the first thing I said, I asked her was, how do you like it? And she said, I love it. It's really nice. It's really smooth. You know, all the EV stuff, it's yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah. And it's my first EV. It's easy so far to charge all that. Um, and I'm like, 
what, how do you feel about the switch gear? Like, you know, people say that the switches for the windows are kind of confusing and she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, like, don't you have to like flip a switch or something to change the, the whatever? And she's she like, know. she's like, Oh, I don't know. I'd never noticed. And like, and then, so she was like, so used to just like whatever was there. She never rolled down the rear, rear windows. Probably never yeah. rolled down the rear windows. And, uh, and so it wasn't even an issue. And it's just like, it makes me think of that a lot, you know, where it's like, it depends on the use case. Right. And like, also like a lot of people, like, especially when they adopt a new, new concept like that, right. It's like, Oh, this is the new thing. And maybe they just adapt, you know? And it's not like where we have, like, we're sort of wired a certain way. And it's like, should should be like this, right? It should be easy. It should be like analog and like, I don't know. I mean, like, and, but it was weird. I, I would love to talk to more people and see like, like the average buyer, if that's actually even a complaint, right? Like on consumer reports, I want to see what they say. Like, because like for us, it's annoying as shit, right? But like for like the new EV buyer, maybe they don't even care. I don't know. You know, and I meant to cite tangent, but is it normal when you guys go charge EVs that you just get bombarded with a bunch of questions? Is like, oh, I feel like I've run into that a few times. You know what? I've, I, I been charging not bombarded, but I, uh, people will ask, like, they've asked me like, actually is that, that same thing. There was someone with a model three and he's like, how do you like the Polestar? And like, you know, it was super casual. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, it's great. You know, like, I mean, it's, 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 I, I said, I really like the build quality and the interior is really nice. And he's nice. like, Oh, cool. And I, I was actually busy. So I didn't want to, at that point yeah. in time, I didn't want to chit chat, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm, well, they're, it, it they're kind, it's kind of like a new, it's like a club. Right. And they, they they think like, since you're in the same club as them, yeah. they're, you, you know, you guys are buddies already. So there's like this, like, there's this weird, weird, like non car person camaraderie between EV owners. I don't have said, it. I don't drive them enough, yeah. but when but I need yeah. to drive it, yeah. You've also said that you've had people talk, oh, like that one guy, he made his day cause he saw, he saw a Polestar. Oh, like, yeah. People, like, I let like, him like look inside the interior. Yeah. Like it, it's, everyone's like sort of seeing what's out there, right? It's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, how it is it. sort of a wild west of new car designs and features yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say like you were talking with Mel, you were just talking about the whole, you know, sitting around and everyone's like, well, you know, the kids are, the kids really like this these days. <laughs> I hate that kind of group thing where it's like, oh, you know, TikTok's big. Let's put TikTok, like mm. a TikTok screen, the same size as TikTok on the dash. It's like, no, dude, like don't follow stupid trends. Like build something that's like <sighs> built to last and built to be here for uh, forever. I was going to say, before we move on to the next question, have you guys had a chance to read that whole article? And I forget who published it, but it was like who killed the the, the buttons in the car. Oh, it was no. really interesting. And it, I was frustrated because I read a piece of it, right? And I left it, came back, and then it was behind a paywall. But ah. the way that it was structured was like an actual murder mystery and the way that the uh, writer uh, wrote it. It was really cool. That's funny. And one of the things that it started off with was iDrive. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't mean, recall the details of it, yeah. but I really want to go back and read that story because I think it would kind of provide a lot of like insight into how we got to where we've got, uh -huh. you know? Absolutely. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that iDrive was the, one of the, one of the suspects in I the mean, yeah. case, but I don't know who And that's who was something guilty. that took 10 years to even get decent. Yeah. And it's now and it's still everywhere. like, I mean, you still have to go through the menu and do the whole yeah, thing. And, and, and you know, who's really still, I feel like is, is really bad at this and no offense to anyone who works at Lexus, but dude. Oh yeah. Oh, sure. it's, that weird pad. It's really well, bad. The, like my dad the, has, a, you has write a GS. The, you write the command on there like a, Yeah. They're not and he doesn't even use the infotainment. No. He puts it on a radio station. He asks me to do it and he leaves it there. And anyone who fucks with it. <laughs> He's like, like uh, It's pretty bad. Like, and that's daily. like his first luxury car too. And it's like, imagine that, you know, 
even get a chance to yeah, use funny. anything. It has like a mouse. Yeah, system. it's got a mouse. The buttons and stuff. I love like the LC five hundred, but I and I think I could live with it because, but I I definitely would not touch any of that shit. Yeah, no, I don't mess with it. Rickyard Garage says, I'm curious about Greenfield Labs and the M5, but I'm sure you'll talk about those anyway. So maybe something to ponder instead. Is a personalized blue plate on a period car more acceptable than the modern equivalent? Side note, seeing a personalized blue plate transferred to a modern car always looks weird, but it makes me curious about the backstory. Here, here. Hmm. Yeah, well, I will say that uh, it's absolutely more acceptable if it's period correct. Like, I mean, I've actually shopped around because you can buy... You can buy like a sunset plate, like a, if it's personalized and actually, uh, you know, register your car with that. Yeah. And I was looking for my car, my E30, because it's an 87. And I was trying to find something that made sense. Like, you know, because eBay, people sell these things, right? And so, like, I, I, didn't, I was looking for something that would be kind of related to the car or the swap or something Honda related, you know, kind of something interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, I think personally, it definitely works. Um, and I agree, it is weird to see, but it's interesting that people are so attached to a plate to keep it when it's an old plate on a new car, right? Yeah, you do see it. Like I have a a neighbor <coughs> who has a new Lexus, but it's, there's a GS that I was trying oh, to yeah, get yeah. by, you know? Yeah. And she has some weird personalized plate and uh, she had to go through this whole like two month process to get it switched over to the new car through the DMV apparently. It always looks weird it too because so it's all weird. patinaed too. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, and they're usually the like car. dented up yeah. and stuff and, yeah. and they're on a brand new car. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, but and we're not used to seeing a blue plate on a new car, so it's just just stands right out. there. It just stands Sore out. Yeah. Um, Any strong feelings? Not really. <laughs> Otherwise, no. I mean, I think uh, personalized plates on back then were a little rarer too. You know, it's not like every Tesla on the road now. <laughs> yeah, did they like kicked it off? Huh? Yeah. 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 That was like Basically. the first. Maybe that was the first time you could personalize a plate. Was it blue plate days? Oh, blue plate days. You're saying? Do you yeah. think they got, so? they got the cleverest names mm, out there? Oh yeah, because that was seventies, huh? Probably like mid seventies. Uh, yeah, I don't see black plates personalized or yellows. By the way, Warren, I, I I meant to send this to you, but today was hectic. Um, partnerships team sent me the um the people that make the digital plates as a potential sponsor for Red. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> God, dude. So, I, I immediately turned it down. They but totally it was, get us. Good job, guys. They totally get us. You fucking did it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. So it's another, it's not the DMV that makes them? Like the state? There's third parties. Yeah. Yeah. What is happening? And then DMV probably gets a large cut. Yeah. Or they're in, yeah, something. It seems weird how, the, if the DMVs even, are they capable of keeping up with like something so digitized? I have no idea. We were, at, we had a question last week or whatever about digital plates and we couldn't think of one redeeming quality. Like there's nothing good about them. They're, they're going to break. They're uh, kind of like spying on you a little bit. If you're, because the theory is if your registration goes out, they can just put on your plate, like registration, no fail, way. you know, or expired yeah. or so the, yeah, sketchy. this one is, so she said, um, had a call recently, blah, blah, blah. digital license plates that are currently recognized in California, Michigan, and Arizona, and they'll be expanding to more in 2024. And, um, I don't care to share the company name, but, um, but here's the, this is their tagline. Are you guys ready? No, I'm ready. Modern licensing for modern living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys did it. You guys did it. Modern really living. That's what we're all doing here, Just guys. Kidding. Come yeah. on. TikTok and whatnots. All right. Mod classic cars is a long question. I'm going to try to read it. You guys try to decipher it. What 
First principles guide your car ownership. Some enthusiasts prioritize fitness of purpose with two or three car solutions, while others focus on uh, through lines like generational connections in a brand or manufacturer lane or nostalgia for childhood dream cars. Additional principles might include collecting for an era, Radwood, brand loyalty, investment potential, performance, engineering, rarity, exclusivity, or diverse ownership experiences. You're putting way too much thought into this. Art. Which principles resonate with you? There's n- <coughs> Okay. You think I'm going to sit down and make a spreadsheet and do principles about what? Well, no, you just go Porsche. No, I just <laughs> That's right. I just go, what cars do I like? You go, is where's the motor? It's which car? Is it in the back or is it in the mid? Or the front. I'll, I'll, or the front. Or front. Or, but it got to be Porsche. I mean, sure. Or electric I Chinese. Mean, or an Alpha. Decor- or a bug. That's not yours. How dare but you take Heidi's car? I paid yeah, I mean, he said diverse ownership experiences. Like, I mean, sometimes, you know, like if you have the space and the means, like you want to have all the different things, right? Like people like well, you want pe- the mid-engine, yeah, you want the front-engine, right. rear-engine car. You I want, think you yeah. buy cars you like, yeah. and then you don't want to have two of the same car. You don't want redundancy. So I've never understood the person that goes, I remember I had this customer back in the day. They would be, they would say, I just bought the brand new Ferrari and the brand new McLaren. And, and I'm buying, I have the new Lamborghini. Both mid-engine. Like, cool, dude. So when are you going to drive all these cars? They're kind of all the same thing. You know, it's like. I never understand like, that either. And you're just brand agnostic about all those. I don't For example, like I, I want a daily kind of beater car, but it's not going to be a rear engine. Uh, I'm sorry, rear drive front engine car. Like yeah. I would want a front wheel drive car hatchback or something different, right? Like. A different experience. Oh, because you I have, have an E30, car I have an M3. Be, yeah. I, I wouldn't want another, <clears throat> like, sport rear-wheel drive coupe. I think, like, GTI would be a better option. That's sort of yeah. where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, I'm not really, like, I want to have to be diverse for brand manufacturers, you know, things like that. I think it's, for me, it's purpose, right? So, like, I want a tool for a specific purpose. And so, like... Um, I want a car like my daily has to be spacious enough to have kids uh, in the back. I want a, at least four doors. And, you know, in the case of the X5 now, you know, I want space for a dog in the back now. That's like a new thing. So it's like it's meeting a certain yeah, it's the certain criteria for like my lifestyle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then there's like the fun stuff. Right. So um, it, in terms of it kind of taps into the whole sense of occasion stuff we've talked about. It's like, you know, what you prioritize in that. Right. It's like you want a certain type of driving experience. Um, but one through line for me, and this is what I said last episode is I do want my cars to all be interesting. And like, I want, to, I want them to be aesthetically pleasing. Well, like, that's a huge like, part, but, right? But a lot of people, that's what was like, you know, last time we were talking about, like, just get like a tool for the daily. It's just get a wagon, whoever, you know, like, but like, I, I don't, I don't want that. Like no. I, I tried to go that route and I could have, and I still could have, I, I still might've ended up with a sport wagon, but this fucking what X5 popped up. Been? But like just like a golf sport oh, wagon okay. or something, you know, but like I was like this X5 popped up and I bought it. But like I was also looking at the um, uh, what is it? F31s, you know, like the BMW Tourings and like, you know, different things. But like um, it's just because it brings me like joy, like in a different way. Right. So every time I drive the car, I'm having a cool experience. I'm sitting in a cool interior. Like and then when I park it at the coffee shop, I look at it like all of these little things. Right. So like I want more of that in my life. I love this new thing where it's almost like bad to like a car for looking for the way it looks. You're like, oh, 
I don't know. People look at it like, oh, you just like the way it looks or something. Uh, oddly, but no, the I reason why I liked cars from the age of four through sixteen was yeah. only because of the way it they was, looked. wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that's like a part of well, you machines like and the, cars. You would do the, uh, you know, armchair quarterback stuff where you're looking at the stats. Oh, you definitely and, remember the stats and the price and, stuff, yeah. and the, the, yeah, you know, but yeah. the real thing yeah, was like the looks sure. and the allure of like how mm -hmm. they looked and, and all the details and you know, all this kind of stuff. It wasn't, I mean, we, yeah, Mel's no, I was actually funny thing. Lane, you drew cars when you were a kid. Yeah. Did you ever write the hypothetical statistics next to the car you imagined where you would say? <laughs> That's it funny. No, I did <laughs> no. not. Oh, no. like your own version? Because, <laughs> yeah, I was on my own I boat. Did. But yeah, it's kind of Yeah, see, see, yeah, you yeah, got it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like this one has a thousand horsepower. This one, yeah, exactly. Right. You made the most yeah. ridiculous All shit. All-wheel drive. Yeah, all-wheel yeah. drive. That is a, but it's, it's a thing, right? So I think that's another through line, right? It's like, you want, you want things that are interesting to look at. I mean, like in general, yeah. right? So I don't know. I didn't, I, the question was to have like right pride in something to, to want to keep a car, not to like, to want to keep a car nice, to have a car like is so much about the aesthetics of it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I was just explaining to Art that like I really want an, a V60, a, new, a newish one, right? Yeah. The, the the CPO, it's like what five miles or five years, yeah. limited miles. I think is really cool to upgrade. We have a TSX uh, Sport Wagon. Mm -hmm. I love that car, but I don't take pride much in it. I don't think it yes. necessarily looks good. And it's funny. I feel like it gets more attention than all the cars. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, is that all wheel drive? No. Is it manual? No. Is it yeah. a six cylinder? No. It's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of disappointment when people come up to me about it, but yeah. like, yeah, I want, I think if I did have something that just looked better, I'd probably take a little more care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I guys, I actually think they're kind of cool looking, but no, Warren pointed something out recently that I had never really noticed for some reason. And they have Chrome door handles. And they're very, <laughs> I they're don't know why I never bulbous. noticed. Yeah, I never noticed. They're like that accord it. of that era, those big. Uh, I think it's the, the bird beak handle. to me that, that par partially yeah. kind of, the I don't know, beak, it, it never isn't. sat well with me. Yeah. And I feel like Acura is still pushing that a little bit and I haven't, it hasn't quite won me over yet. Acuras have gotten better looking. For maybe. sure. I, I, I've seen a couple new, newer, you know, sedans and you stuff. You like the like, speed grill or whatever it is, I the mean, melting. Yeah. Like, it's like warp it, speed. Yeah, warp kind of whatever. Just in general, they're kind of. I think they they're great looking cars. Good. I yeah. love the, the. They have a good profile. They're not I cheap, mean, I though. think I also. I, I mean, the other SUVs are awesome. We we had the like the yeah. RDX is really great looking and it drives well. It's a great car. Yep. Um, but I have to say, I don't think we ever mentioned it. But the new Type S, the Integra Type S, I feel like adding the flares, widening the track really helped with the proportions because it's still the front is a little kind of long or whatever, but like before when it's all skinny, like, you know, and narrow, like it looks really frumpy. It's all and weird. Up, yeah. yeah. And then with, with that lowered stance and the wide body, like it really balances it out. I think it looks so good. And I mean, it's, well, it also makes like what I would say isn't a super, a very attractive shape with that long elongated kind of center section and rear end. It, like counters that with like a toughness, mm -hmm. which like, you know, you look at, we were, we had to stare at Ali's ugly escort for, for six months. Like that's a horrendous looking car, but you had the, <laughs> you had the flares and stuff and it's all of a sudden, and it's super cool and like rad looking and muscular and like, you know, it looks purposeful, Yeah, but I don't know. I don't, Have your eyes I, recovered? I would love you? like the argument for that, but that's not a beautiful car. No, I would, I would hope would no one would think that's a beautiful car. Yeah. It's just a cool looking car. And a lot of, and those flares and everything 
besides Joe Polo, I think everyone can agree that it looks way tougher and better with the flares and all this kind of, all this mm-hmm. stuff, you know, like a good stance and everything. Yeah, raw special. Raw special bulldog. Bulldog. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely bulldog. Ditto's dad says, Lane, does Porsche pay you by the post or by the hour? <laughs> <laughs> they pay me for both. Yeah, I get fucked up. Gangster, yeah. dude. He's, nice, dude. He's yeah. just cashing in. Um, Pedal Commute says, last week, <clears throat> last week y'all talked about curated car shows. I think you guys could do a German car show at the Davenport Cement Plant property. That would be awesome. It's a cool spot. Uh, Pedal Commute, do you have any connections? Let's do this. Um, since you all have German cars, what would you like to see at this imaginary event? And would you have a bonus after party at the OG Morning Motors lot? I don't even know. Oh, we couldn't open. even do that. And then would Lane wear his that? Porsche guy hat and curate the cars? A lot of Porsche Lane I guy know, comments dude. right it's now. Kind of ridiculous just because I went to Luft and post <laughs> pictures from it. <laughs> you, you took a lot of photos. Yeah, yeah I, I took a lot, lot of photos. Lot Sorry, of people. <laughs> I guess they're, uh, they're uh, just recognizing your love. Um, um, by the way, this for the listeners that aren't local, there's this awesome like coastal decommissioned cement plant. I mean, it's literally it's like on the ocean. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Is it the one that next to the military surplus store? Oh, no. This no. Is, that's the oh. Mustang oh, Power ah, This okay. is in Davenport up gotcha. north. Gotcha. So, so okay. like yeah, yeah, right yeah, above, yeah, gotcha. right a, uh, what's it called? The, where we used to do our cars yeah, and Yeah, I just remember. remember yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, this would be cool. I think you could do a German car show there. It would work. Um, and Lane would care at the Porsche section. Lane would do the, he has a hat apparently. Mm-hmm. Porsche guy hat. Yeah. Porsche guy. Fanny pack. <laughs> is that a Porsche thing? I bought oh, a remember, you don't remember, I don't remember Joey. Joey had a fanny pack. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Did it? Oh, yeah, it wasn't Joey. Yeah, right. I, I was thinking Seinfeld for some reason. Friends. It was Joey. Friends. Um, Nick at Night. Oh, is that what, what Friends is on? Wow. Yeah. I thought that was like black and white yeah. stuff. It used to be. Okay. I Dream of Genie and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And now it's Friends. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nonstop. Um, you know, German car shows. <laughs> Would we want to do that? I want to see well, an, why not all shows? All cars. See yeah, a, exactly. An SEC Mercedes-Benz wagon. That'd oh, I've badass. seen that. Or a shooting break. Not in person, but I've seen that. It I've exists. seen pictures. Yeah. Of it. Or bring out the the M1s. M1s. Bring out the M1s. Love M1s. Uh, How about M- a pro car? A pro car, even better. All right. Okay. I would like to see a Ferrari. <laughs> Is that German Ferraris? How about a 911? A G-Body. <laughs> or Z1. Oh, Z1s are cool. I remember seeing those the first time. They're super funky. I've seen yeah. one in the North Bay on some cool. like There was the most. Ones. It looks pretty good. Perfect. E30, basically. Z1 at our Charlotte show. It was that kind of, uh, what color was it? It was like it's, purpley uh, Yeah, it's gray. a little purple, um, but it had 50-something miles on it, and the guy bought Wait, it. 50 miles? 50, yeah. five, like zero. Under 100 miles. It was 50-0. Uh, there was not a single blemish. I looked uh, yeah, very but carefully. How did he get it there? 50 it? miles, but he bought it with 20. So he he's towed it there, though? Miles. He towed it there, yeah. But he bought it. It was, um, yeah. he bought it at Amelia Island, actually. I think yeah, it was yeah, the Broad yeah. Arrow sale. Um, props to him. Incredible. So he's driving it already, yeah. <laughs> It's a cool ass car though. Yeah. It was, it was like, it's like this mulberry color That's over, yeah. Mulberry. Over like, um, over like a gray interior within, they have the crazy print and stuff. And mm-hmm. I really like those cars. I've seen them on cool. Alpinas and it's like, it's yeah, there's cool. an, so BMW San Francisco had an Alpina one for a bit up in their showroom. And I think they used that as like a marketing ploy because they, it, the owner, I don't know if you recall, but like he would display like rent, like very nice, cool, interesting shit. Like he had like a CSL Batmobile in there and, yeah. and like they're for sale in quotation marks, but they were like inflated, like, you know, yeah. an X, <laughs> like some it's, crazy it's number. It's right off stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that Alpina was like, I want to say pre pandemic, it was like listed at like 140 or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, which was not a market That's value, but insane. like, yeah, but it was a cool card. I have pictures of it actually on my phone. 
Uh, Croc GT4 says, I've given up on waiting for the Driving While Awesome dating app. But by now, you must realize that there is a need for an app to connect singles that share our addiction. Oh, sorry, I forgot you boys are all married, so why would I ask you? P.S. The gram is showing promise. Whoa. (laughs) He's on the gram, huh? Dude, the bummer here is that a Driving While Awesome dating app would be 99% dudes. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with some homies. Well, it shouldn't be. I wouldn't branded as like it, it will just that's too narrow right like you i would just it would just be like an automotive enthusiast dating yeah 90 percent dudes 99 percent dudes well uh maybe you do the vegas style thing where it's curated and you only allow a certain you want to keep it balanced <laughs> so but, but maybe but maybe those dudes are interested in other dudes too see so well, well that's, yeah. yeah the other the other way to look at it is if a female decides to go Ooh, on this app bumble well, no, no, yeah. <laughs> the female take, decides who gets we call it. it we call it burble Burble tune, the you know the backfire. Yeah, um, but she would have her pick of the litter. Do you know what I mean? She would have the pick of the litter. It's um, like if yeah. a you know a four um, wants to come to a you know cars and coffee, mm-hmm. she gets a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. As much attention as a seven. I was just thinking that grinder would be a terrible name for a car guy. That's app. not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my, my, my transmission. And instead of misconnections, it's miss shifts. Oh man. You're Dude, on we're something. something here. Let's do this. All right. I do like this concept though. <laughs> do you I think it's a missed opportunity? I don't think so. I, I think, think so. there's it's very like Christian few. Mingle, J date. All there's, those. Aren't there farmer ones? Farmer. Yeah. Farmers, farmers only. Only. Mushrooms only. I was gonna say farmers almanac, but no, there's one only. for every niche, except for automotive. Is that what you're talking? Pipe fitters union dating app <laughs> underwater welding yeah. dot com yeah. love. Yeah, that's a thing. Slash it's slash love lo, backslash slash love, yeah. forward slash forward slash um, colon semicolon love. <laughs> HTTP yeah yeah back, backslash. Um, you ever been on a dating app? No. All right. Been in a relationship for a long Move on time. Then. Yeah, it predated all of us, I think. Yeah. We I didn't get a chance to explore all that. Uh yeah. I know it's kind of a bummer. Missed me too. Kurt K Photo says How does your love of vintage automobiles and artwork, this is from Mel, influence your design work when dealing with modern automotive technologies? So one more time, I was distracted by that. How, how does your love <laughs> of vintage automobiles and artwork influence your design work for all the modern stuff? Interesting. Um, you know, honestly, I have like a on off switch with that. I feel like the passion kind of like for the stuff in this room here, like that's just one side of my brain. When I go into the office, it's like this whole other realm and interest of mine. I think it kind of goes back to this like. I've always been interested in like sci-fi star Wars, you know, and it's like this interest in the future and like technology that sort of fuels my interest to do what I do. But then I have this whole other side of my brain where it's like, it's art, it's automobiles. And I see vehicles as more as like art rather than just, I feel like there's so much money tied to them now, you know, but like I look at them more as like rolling sculptures. So I would say, I draw a really hard line because when I walk into the office, it's like, I'm there to sort of like, I have a customer in mind, right? There's objectives, you, you know, kind of have to turn off that side of I, the brain I do, yeah. and just work on what's I do. in front of you. Yeah. Now there's things like, you know, like we're talking about here, like this, uh, this desire to sort of bring tactility back into experiences, you know, obviously mm-hmm. that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I have to be mindful of like, who is this customer? What are we trying to do here? And making sure I deliver on that stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, maybe this is a dumb question, but at your at Greenfield, do you work for non Ford products? No, it's one hundred percent Ford. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I didn't know if like another automobile manufacturer might come to do some collaboration or mm. but all, only Ford. Yeah, they're at least the projects I'm on. You know, yeah, obviously there's there's joint joint ventures happening right now between a lot of the OEMs, but right now this is just as far as yeah. Um, yeah. But also again, this is just me. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm just like fascinated by like how, like, you know, Lane was mentioning earlier, right? Like the, the, I imagine there's like focus groups and like people are sitting around making decisions based off of some kind of feedback. Right. And like, then there's assumptions and trends and shit like that. But like, that's like the part that I would love to like sit in on, like understand how these decisions are made. Right. Cause like, it, I always think of my wife as like a prototypical, like automotive, like customer, right. Mm -hmm. Like just because like, she's not a car person at all, but she appreciates like certain things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but, and like, and I've noticed like, just like she has certain needs. Right. So like as a SUV buyer with a family, like, you know, who is not a car person, like what, what does that person value? Right. And so like, I always think like, okay, like with her, I know that she really likes EVs because of the responsiveness. She likes minimal effort, both in steering and in, in actual pedal play, like travel. Right. She wants to like have it be as effortless as possible. And like, I, you know, I just got this X5 and like driving, you know, a Cayenne on a daily basis, it has very quick steering for like a, for a big SUV and it's torquey, you know, and all of these things. And so it's kind of on par and she loves the Cayenne. Like she's, she, what I considered, you know, like, I'm like, Hey, what about a Rivian? What about that? And like, wouldn't even consider it. She's like, when is Porsche making a Cayenne EV? Because I'll go that route. Right. And like j jumping into my X5, it's like the steering is way slower. It's older, you know, all these things that, you know, they, uh, certain characteristics are kind of interesting. Right. So I'm curious to how, how they map out like, okay, like, What's most important for this group of people, this group of people, right? Like, do, are you involved with that kind of stuff? Um, I'll kind of reference past stuff, not so much at Ford, but I, I've been involved in those clinics and they're really interesting actually, because it's like, you know, you, you get to actually hear one-on-one -on -one with what, what customers are saying. And it's a lot of parsing you got to do afterward where it's like, they may have said, I want a bigger button, but it's like, what were they really kind of yes. trying to say with that? Right. Cause otherwise we would end up with these crazy Frankenstein cars, but it's like when you hear a lot of these, these, these sort of desires or expressions, it's like, it's usually indicative of like maybe something deeper that they might want. And it's our job in those moments as researchers to kind of ask more questions like, why is that? You know, and obviously you don't get your answers. So, so black and white, but it's, you know, it's kind of our job in that moment when you're on those assignments to just ask those questions. It just, I mean, that's the qualitative research process. Well, cause if you listen right. to that, then your mini Cooper turns into a car that's like bigger than, than a Cayenne, a Cayenne <laughs> which is what happened. I want bigger. Basically. I want bigger. Yeah. yeah. Because people always want a bigger, they always want more room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, they always, you know, there's all these things, right. And they, yeah. they want easy steering and then the car is like too easy to steer and they're like steering off the road or it's yeah. like a. Tesla with weird, overly responsive fake steering. So yeah, there's like, there's definitely like listening to customers and then also like not knowing what's best for them. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Protecting themselves from themselves. Right. Exactly. Um, Pink helmet says someone has to ask about the influence of AI in automotive design going forward. So that's his question. Yeah. So Currently, I'll start by just just saying also, I'm not involved in automotive design kind of from a styling standpoint anymore, but from I still have friends throughout the industry who are doing it. And 
it's interesting because it's actually been going on for some time and not just automotive. Like I remember when I was in school, like this is back in 2012, we had um, designers come in from like footwear companies, from like concept art companies, uh, sort of pitch these ideas and processes where they were using sort of like a 3D model and they were overlaying all these textures on it. It wasn't intelligent, but it was effectively doing the same thing where it's just pulling a bunch of resources and just spitting out these ideas. But at the same time, it always required you to sort of have some sort of, you got to guide this stuff. You know, and I think for as long as you're, you, you need to do that, I, I don't see the AI there just yet. And, you know, I've messed with these things and the proportions that it spits out. <laughs> it's pretty funky. You know, it's like, yeah. to, to, I think to, the, to, to just the average person, they might be like, wow, that's awesome. But it's like, you put that in a design studio, you probably get laughed at, right? So it's one of those things where I still think that like uh, sketching is still really important, kind of get the feel for what you're trying to do, kind of understanding who the market is, who the target customer is. And then using these tools as maybe just a sort of shift and push your perspective a little bit to come up with something just a little bit out of your comfort zone. Cause it's kind of interesting too. It's like when you're in the design studio, you might see a certain designer. It's like, I know Lane sketched that, you know, he brings a particular aesthetic. I know yeah. Art sketched something. I know Warren sketched something, you know, and it's sort of to like break you out of that shell. So in a way I see the, the, the good in it. Um, I always think that at least for the foreseeable future, that there's just a lot of finesse that we bring to this stuff. And if totally. anything, I think um, it, it seems like we're going more towards away from clay models. Also that kind of hurts a little bit to hear, but it's like, again, I'm not involved in those studio projects so much anymore to see the status quo of things, but I see AI having an influence, but I don't think it's to the capacity that a lot of people are jumping to just yet. And it's also the hot topic too, where it's like, yeah, Everyone wants to start up funded. It's not replacing people, but I can see it being like, as you're describing, right? Like it's almost like, um, it's a starting point, right? So so you can get like the loosely where you're trying to achieve and then you can kind of tweak proportions and things like that. Like it's the same as how you would use like chat GTP to be like, write a story about a fox that jumped over a puddle and was really angry or, you know, whatever. And it kind of spits this thing out and you're like, okay, now I need to go through and wordsmith and add yeah, different yeah. words. Or it might, add, it might just, or it might give you like a base a layer and then somewhere. And to another go. one I've seen too, is like, you'll create a really nice sketch and you could run it through a, through a, through a program. And then it'll essentially render it for you with different graphics and variations. And all of a sudden you'll be like, Oh shit, I didn't see that headlight formation. Totally. Right. And that kind of leads you one thing to another. And then you can take it your, your own path. Um, but it doesn't also have to be 100% reliant on the AI itself. But I do, it's kind of interesting when you talk to automotive designers or some people who are just like really against it, where yeah, they're yeah. just like, this is bullshit. Why are you guys doing this? Why are you guys teaching this in school? But the process is sort of, I can um, see that it, 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 it's picking up like, steam and it a lot. like speeds it up. Right. So yeah. it's like, rather than being like, well, what if the headlights were, ch- you know, chamfered back yeah. or, you know, whatever totally. you, it would be like, okay, let's do that. Let's yeah. do that. You, you know, like, really quickly and yeah. just see different yeah, ideas. Exactly. And, and just, you would get an idea of what it would look like. And then you yeah. go, Oh, let's try and go with like, that. I don't or, like that, but you didn't have yeah. to go through the effort. Yeah, exactly. To do it. Yeah. That is interesting. Uh, atypical driver says, what is the greatest car you've ever ridden in or driven? Greatest. Greatest. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> That's a definition. What's the definition of great? It's up to you, I guess. I mean, I've, I've talked about this Mel's before, but quickly I, uh, searching his phone, uh, <laughs> I got a, a, over an hour drive in an F40 through the Santa Cruz mountains, uh, 25 years ago. <laughs> and, uh, that still stands out. So I'll, I'll go with that for now until I can think of something better. So that's an easy, uh, definition, right? Because it's your favorite car and you got to sit and in. it was like an uh, <laughs> epic drive like, yeah, up in like the great roads s- and sliding around turns yeah. and stuff. Like awesome. Gnarly. 
Yeah. Hmm. What about driving? He threw driving in there. I can't think of, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah. Was the question driving or have ridden? Either. Either. Either or. Or both. Or both and or. I'm going to go with uh, a Morgan three-wheeler as far as driving. That was like probably the coolest (laughs) shit ever. (laughs) Closely followed by an Elise. That sounds weird to say, but I really like driving an Elise a lot. Um, And I'm not, you know, that that was Vince that asked that question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like that car, all of them. And then I had a fun drive once uh, in an F50 for like a solid 30, wow. 40 minutes. You guys to drive it? No, not drive oh, it. Okay. I, I rode shotgun in it. We actually went from Brisbane out to uh, Sausalito oh, to, right. to the Ferrari dealership. I've never felt so so much cooler. Awesome. Golden Gate Bridge and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty high up. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Red? Uh, it, was, was it? it was red. Yeah. Red, yeah. Mm. Um, that car was in the Bay Area for almost maybe five, six, seven, eight years. Then it got sold. It kind of hurt to see that one leave, but it was cool watching it just kind of be just casually in someone's garage that I knew and to just see it um, taken apart completely. Um, all the pieces everywhere. It's just really fun to see the process of just like building. Well, that's amazing. Watching that's that car that's come really together. Cool. But yeah, but like, have you guys driven Morgans? No, 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 no Morgans at all. No. Not even the non, th- not even the four wheeled versions. <laughs> No, it's, it's cool. And, and like, um, I used to post about this a lot cause I, w- I would do it regularly with my wife, but Maui, man, it's like, Oh gem. yeah. You told me about it's that. It's a gem. The like, Maui, I think it's a, uh, it's a driver's Maui. retreat. Maui sports cars. Maui mini go. I, I, I don't know if he's changed the name. Um, post the pandemic, I but it's still it, called it's still the same thing. Check it out. Like, yeah, I yeah. think like the three of you guys, you guys have families, you guys could easily go there hit up a resort and the three of you just kind of like get away. And he's a really cool dude. He loves That's cars. And he has Lotus loves talk- Yeah, he's he got has the Morgan. He's got the Morgan. And he, he has, has a Cayman R. A Cayman, a couple boxes. He's got maybe minis. Another, yeah. uh, he's got the regular stuff if you want a Wrangler too. Yeah. You know, but it's like, he's just a really cool dude. Uh, just to That's great. talk cars That's with, great. right? But th- I think the Morgan three was pretty damn special. That's rad. Art's been thinking about this question. For I mean, scanning. I've been trying to think about it, but scanning. I can't like... The greatest car uh, you've greatest ever ridden car. in. What, what, what are your metrics for it, though? Like, I, I feel like maybe the Morgan 3 in retrospect wasn't the greatest car I've driven, but it was definitely the most unique, and it hit a lot of boxes that no other car ever has. Yeah, it's an experience, right? I think yeah. that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Like, what is it? And I'm, Yeah, because you could, like, someone could say, well, is that really the greatest car you've yeah, ever no, driven? Not. Or, like, yeah, yeah. you just like that experience of driving that yeah. car at that time. Uh you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could be, you know. Because you could say the greatest car would be, is that like the best, you know, some Mercedes S-Class well, or something. Well, just, I guess right. for a ride, I'll throw the most impressive would be that GTLM uh, M4. Oh, uh, at that, Sebring? That, at Sebring. I got a ride along with a professional, that's a good, that's with, a good with a driver. And it was like it absolutely blew my mind. You know, it was just, it was something beyond anything I've ever experienced in a car. Right. Like, and it was funny cause I started with that car and then I went into a, I got a ride along in a four, five, eight, and then I got a ride along in a, in something else with all with the professional drivers. And I remember the four, five, eight was immediately after, and it felt like slow motion. I was just like, like, I, I was like, all right, I'm doing this just because we're in line and we have to get in all the cars just like it was fun, whatever. But I'm like, all right, this is cool. Like, it sounds nice. You know, like it's like, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, this is like something I would do, you know, like, yeah, driving. Yeah, it's cool. But like the, but like having a fully prepped, like GTLM, you know, tube frame race car that's got like the most insane brakes I've ever experienced that pull like three and a half G's or something like that was the most impressive thing. And I, I, I talked about it after that event and it was like, I described it as like, 
I felt like it was like being shot out of a cannon on the brakes because it was just so hard. I mean, it was from like nothing to like a thousand percent, like instantly. And and um, the first time I actually was like slammed into my harness and then I anticipated it after that. But um, that was really cool. Of course, you know, the grip is insane too, right? Like just as arrow and everything. But and um, it, it was not scary or anything. It was just like the car was absolutely slotted, but the brakes were super impressive. Um, that was one that really sticks. Um, I'm trying to think of drive. I mean, I've said it before, like my favorite car, it's not the greatest, but, um, I loved, um, you know, Gen's uh, 964 turbo S2. I really enjoyed driving that car and I got to drive it multiple times, uh, on our favorite roads, uh, and like at speed, you know, like actually driving the car. And, um, that was very enjoyable. And I, I always, I've always loved those cars. It's definitely a car that I would love to own at some point. So it was like, it checks those boxes, right? It's like dream car and then getting to enjoy like this super special, like homologated version of it. And then actually getting to drive it hard on my favorite roads is like pretty much as good as it gets. Um, that's one that I would throw out there. Lane. Dude, I don't have anything, man. You've, you've talked about your, the Skag, Scaglietti. You've had... Uh, yeah, but that was still, <laughs> A 612? Yeah, six with a manual. No but shit. that was a long, but long time ago. But that was a long time ago, and it wasn't... It was just a cool experience being, like, yeah. young yeah, yeah. and having that thing for a couple hours to myself, right? It, it's huge. But no that's way. the thing, I mean, right? at least... Not the, really. Yeah, 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 it's like looks, the size of that, right? Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, I guess it's probably not any bigger than that. Yeah. Um... But yeah, V12 manual. I mean, it's cool. It is uh, really cool. Uh, Tom's RDT was pretty special driving that thing yeah. on, the, on the road I drove it on, which was really good by myself, just kind of ripping on it. But, uh, and I've had a bunch of like short little stints and cool, st- you know, stuff, but nothing like, I don't know. I can't think of like the greatest. The greatest is such a, it's a, it. Like driving uh, Gen's 962 would be a car that would, you know, that would kind of be up there for like greatest just cause it's such a, maybe if it was like more of car. a homologation, like real, like a, like, I don't I mean, know. It's a, yeah. It's a full on race car for the road. But, yeah. But if it was uh, like the I Rothman's one or something like that, yeah. you know, I never drove it. But uh, I didn't either. Yeah. All right. We'll yeah, get I back can't to think you. of, I don't know. Uh, Vince goes on to ask Mel, why haven't you bought an Elise yet? Did he just ask that? Yeah. <laughs> Triple, quadruple question marks. I don't know, but it's like, it's really, it, I, I want one really bad. And it's one of those things where it's like, I've made my bed. It's like, maybe had I not gotten the M5, I, that door would be open. Oh, but it's I like, I got the E24, I got the M5. And you have a family and yeah, it's a very selfish car. It, it's a very selfish car. But I think if I had to swap, I probably end up somehow selling the E24 to get there. But I'm not ready to sell that car. I got very, very close. But for some reason, I just like looking at that car a lot. Do you still have the Fiat? I do. Okay. I've never seen your Fiat. What Fiat is it? It's a 68, still the Series 1 with the smooth headlights, 850 Spider. It's yeah, baby I don't blue. think I've ever seen it. It's like it. 90% of the way there, but I just, I just life changed. Um, don't really talk about it a lot because yeah. it's like. It's You've never of, seen his. I've never seen his in person. I've I, I'll pictures. bring it out one day. He had yeah. it painted, yeah. like where his dad owns yeah. the yeah. sounds shop. awesome though. It, like painted yeah. it. Isn't that the ones you used to yeah. collect? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Metal with the mirror, mirror headlights. Yeah. yeah it's got mirror really headlights. Cool Mangusta taillights. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're it, fun. Little. Little, you, tiny you, little you know what's, revy engine. What's interesting too is like, like the more I learn about that car, it's funny how like you see, you, you remember the Testudo, the Chevrolet Testudo concept car, Mm-mm. how if, if you get a chance, look at it, but it's like kind of funny how that car 
such a big grand concept car somehow influenced this little car. Oh, okay. And also it's like kind of going back to my career too. It's like one of those things where I recently found out that um, my old uh, instructor, Tomatano, maybe you've uh-huh. met him. Uh, he owned one of these in the sixties. So it's like, it's this fun little connection oh, yeah. that I've he, discovered time over time. And he's kind of the, the car father starting, of the Miata. Yeah. So. Yeah. The car started to mean more to me over That's time cool. than when I first bought it on a kind of, of a whim. I sold the Miata and I felt really shitty about that. But then it's like, I got this car in the, in my back pocket, which We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. So the, I was just a Tomatano thing. Um, someone posted, I think Ed from Motor Trend maybe posted a video of him interviewing Tomatano at the Greenfield Labs mm-hmm. Cars and Coffee. Mm-hmm. And he, Tomatano said that he designed the turbo fans for the E34 M5, which I had no idea. Whoa. Like, I mean, huh. I, I, I so didn't know. His story goes that uh, he designed, I th- if again, I might be wrong, but it was actually intended more for the E28, but it was one of those things where it was like too futuristic for the E28. And then for the time it hit the E34, it was like not new enough, right? So it was mm. this odd ground, but it went on the car anyways in the earlier iterations. Yeah, in the early ones, yeah. And then you got the throwing stars that went on it. But again, it's pretty cool. Again, those little details, it's like makes me feel like my garage is sort of like somehow I'm connected to people throughout my life with it. Mm. And it makes it really hard to part with those things now. And as much as I want to release, it's like I don't have that connection to that car yet. Maybe it exists out there. I could probably justify it with like all the fun I had with my wife driving one in Maui. But like, mm-hmm. I still want one, but I just don't know if I'm ready. Like, I got to earn that car. I don't know if I'd sell one for it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Kellen Patler says, uh, what are Mel's thoughts on haptic buttons? <laughs> and will the recent trend to bury everyday features deep within infotainment menus instead of assigning them physical buttons continue? We kind of touched on this, but we did. But to answer the first part of it, I think it depends. I think if you give me sort of a capacitive touch with some feedback on it, I'm a little more forgiving of it. I think uh, the Teslas do a reasonable job at it. I think those buttons somehow are, don't know the precise technology behind it, but when I press the button, I feel a little bit of feedback on it. So I kind of know what I'm doing. So if we go that route, I think that would be kind of, uh, that'd be a better, I, I would say, for my preference, I think that's that's a nice way to go with it. Uh, I think, yeah, the second part of that question we may have covered, but yeah. burying stuff without a physical button. Yeah, you're probably not a personal. Big fan. I, I, I don't you guys. I think that that uh, Hyundai statement, like, I think it kind of sh- it, it'll. Sh- I think that shook the industry a little bit. I mean, we're I hoping that it went really far to one side and it's going to kind of come yeah, back, right? I think that the fact that he brought safety into it. And the, you know, that you have to go into all these menus when you're driving and that's actually dangerous as opposed to like feeling a button and just pressing it like intuitively because it's so hard to touch a screen. Like it is and be accurate and Uh, you're moving around, you know what I mean? And it's like, we haven't even thought about like, I don't know if your car has it, but it's like so good. Like there's not even an anchor point sometimes where you want to grab it. There's no place to like put your exactly and and, and to sort of activate it that way. Yeah. 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 Um, and then how easy was a fan knob or a, you know, you knew like three clicks or one yeah. click, you go all the way to the left is off and one click. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering. The accidental like, clicks are really So I just think the too. safety aspect is going to bring it back around. Yeah. I don't really care for gestures, right? But like, I feel like so voice commands dumb. are going to start to become more of a thing, right? Because like, sure. it, so as long it, as it gets it, better. And that, right. that way you're not having to feel around. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I wanted to bring this if up. If you guys want to experience that, I heard uh, the new VinFast 
uh, has voice. It's been getting sort of hammered in the media, but I know that there's <laughs> there's some positives to it. I think that they are. Uh, oh yeah, it's like not ready for prime time. No. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They look cool. Um, oh, they're that's all I know. Um, oh, they are. Oh, they look like Renos. They do. Uh, so the driver posted this thing, but apparently the next iteration of the DB, the Aston Martin DB, will have like very extensive buttons Ooh. and like that's like they're making a statement as you're saying like actually making like really nice crafted it's great you know, like you that's know all we want awesome. have you guys driven the latest corvette because i noticed they yeah. had a really yeah. interesting cascade of buttons yeah. and there comes a point where sometimes it's a little excessive i've never actually touched that car so i don't actually yeah. know for myself yeah. they weren't bothersome yeah it didn't okay. bother me i mean they all make sense they're intuitive too it's like kind of like a old like a panamera or something okay. first-gen yeah. panamera yeah. where you have all those buttons you're like oh and then after a day you like kind of just know where they all are okay. And stuff, but yeah. Oh, Fuchs 911 says, Of all the Japanese subcultures, what's the most intriguing to you? Vanning, Bozozuku, Shakotan, Kaido racers, K cars, or trucks, or Dekotoro? Oh, the big old, you know what those are? The big construction trucks? Those are all like, or just box vans with all the crazy ass like lighting and shit. Or the semi trucks. Or semi trucks, yeah. 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 What about those guys living like the Chicano lifestyles with the low That's that's crazy. Is is there a term for that? Those guys are, those guys are, they go hard. A modelo with those guys. Yeah. Well, apparently, yeah, like the, someone told me, I can't remember years ago, that the biggest Dukes, you know, because Dukes Car Club, whatever, it's like the largest, you know, low rider club in the world. The biggest like group is, in in japan really yeah they're they're massive i've seen them I, I mean they're and they do they go all in right it's like whatever they attach them to they like the, the full on the outfits and the, the they go all in with the tattoos what are lot. the motorcycles called with like the three levels that's of like, zoku but it's the motorcycles yeah the motorcycles yeah those yeah, are style. yeah so i don't know if this applies to the question but it's it's on a motorsport side of things um it's those little uh, Lamar cars like oh, based yeah. on the tiny, like the 500 K's or what do they call them? They're like, they race some, uh, some of the, yeah. they'll look like a what Porsche uh, oh, 917. Like a, oh, okay. Yeah. But they're really mini- but they're miniature, super versions. tiny. It's yeah. like K car, right? I think it's K car based. And then these like automotive engineers are building these race cars. So to look like Lamar. Like it looks like a 956 cars. or yeah, that's awesome. unbelievable. So uh, again, that doesn't really answer the question here. Cause he's talking about like, Definitely more. Uh, well, I mean, the, it is a movement there, right? Yeah. And it doesn't exist anywhere else. Whatever. I mean, it is part of the K culture, right? It's like K racing, I guess. You also have dodgy van. That's vanning, you said, right? Vanning, yeah. vanning yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very cool. Dude, the van culture shit is so rad. Like reskinning a new van to look like a 80s. Oh, like right. 1975 Ford E3. E, I thought you didn't e, like that. What a, I think it looks some, awesome. Some of them were. No. Oh, maybe they see this. something else. Dude, they're they so cool. The they make like school right? buses. They make yeah. it look yeah. like an old school bus. Oh, yeah, the proportions are great. Like, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the like, or they look like a. Um, Is it like what G-wagon. they do with the sandbar? They look like a G Wagon. It's like the full on. Like a little yeah, tiny chimney yeah. and stuff. Yeah, there's the magazine actually over here. Oh, yeah. You got to check it out. It's insane. It's pretty intriguing. Um, how about you? Yeah. Anything? Those, those little writer guys. I want to meet oh, them. That, that's I want to see, I want to see what group. this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to yeah, see this. Know, it's, I just it's don't amazing. know the name for it. You know, so like, my, from my experience, yeah. like I mean, they usually hang out at Shibuya. They'll like do like a street takeover and they park on the sidewalk, even though you're or up against the curb, which you're not supposed to do there. Like it's basically like parking in Times Square and, um, and they'll do a takeover and the cops just leave them alone. 
Uh, and they're like the nicest, friendliest dudes. They look super hard. You know, they've okay. got the, the full on handlebar yeah, yeah, mustache yeah, yeah. with the neck tats and they look all crazy yeah, and they're like guys. super nice guys. And they'll like, they'll, they'll show you their car. Oh. Like, you know, they, any questions you have, they're like super approachable, but they look like total cholo. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a weird question for me. Cause like I, I, you know, like I love Japanese car culture in general, but like I have a thing for like like nineties, like super GT, like that era of race cars. And like, there is a, a culture still, it's super niche, but of like modifying your cars to look like mm. that. Right. With like the liberties and like the stance right. and, and the aggressive wheel fitment and shit like that. And so there's like, it's, it, you have like the accord, like, like, you know, the super, or I guess it's JGTC right back, like, uh, with like the slammed accord on the big wheels and yeah, like BTCC style, like or, BTCC yeah. style, but yeah. their version. Right. Yeah. And so you have like the slam Honda accord on the big wheels with like like just a great super aggressive wheel yeah and the the cool like castro liveries and shit like that like that's probably my favorite and it's something that i would love to execute here but like we know that we can't drive that on our roads unless it's a dedicated track car right yeah on these windy rough roads narrow Narrow. and narrow rough roads our last question richard chen says what is the worst interior slash driver interface you'd be willing to tolerate uh, owning because the rest of the car is so good. It's a tough question. To LC 500, dude, I talked about it earlier, but I think that's a really great GT car. I have an answer. And I could see owning that despite the shitty. Okay. And the it's info. really bad too. Like I remember when we drove those things at the Nasega, mm-hmm. it was like, how does any of this work? <laughs> I just <laughs> love like, the, sh- the gauge cluster that shifted when you put it in sport. Oh yeah. It's like an LFA thing. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. yeah. The whole interior design is super And the nice, interior design yeah. is great. And the yeah. exterior design is cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I really like those. Um, I'll go 996 GT3 or GT2. Oh, good call. Yeah. Or turbo, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, he said interface, right? Well, he says interior. Interior oh, design. But I thought he said interior interface. Slash driver interface. Yeah, I, so, think, I, mean, I think of that as being more like modern stuff that gets in the way of your driving experience. Or like or the 996, just you just don't like the aesthetics of the interior. The layout too, yeah. I mean, I could see it. You'd probably get used to it. It's not problematic. I, no, just, no. I just don't like the way it looks. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough question to answer. Yeah, I'm skipping to that. that, that. Can't find one. Yeah. I, I'm on board with Lane, though. Like, I, I love the LC500, even though I don't care for that infotainment system. Um, that's an easy one for sure. Uh, hmm. I mean, money, no object, I guess it'd be something like a, you know, new Mercedes in some form, but I can't think of how I, I would just get used to it you know it wouldn't be like debilitating <laughs> well you would have all your settings set right right I, mean, I, I don't know maybe like, it's just my lack of like spending time with this car but I, i've spent quite a bit of time with an rs6 and to this day i have not quite cracked the interface on that the newer car. new one the newer one yeah, yeah i could see that being that's a good answer yeah yeah I my, my brother-in-law has one and i just stuff. like he's very kind to let me borrow it but i just have not driven it enough but it's like do i really need to drive a car that much Right. to understand an interface. And I feel mm. like that car has kind of crossed that threshold with me. You know, I've done mm. airport runs, groceries, kind of all right. these things with it, but it's like, yeah, I don't even bother to mess with it. Don't get it. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise a super rad car, right? It is so a that's, badass a, that's, car. that's a good fit. It's yeah. a badass car. That's where I'm kind of out with the Rivian. Oh, the Rivian. Yeah. That makes it? sense. But you, I, would you be willing frustrating. to own one though? That's like that. That's far. the thing. I, I don't think I would. Yeah. It's too, cause uh, it's too much of like for that yeah. purpose. Do you guys, obviously you saw that article about the, 
fender bender. A guy got rear-ended in his Rivian. Oh, yeah. Oh, tweaked yeah. the, the oh, just yeah, hit yeah, the yeah. corner of it. $42,000 for a body yeah. shop to fix it properly. Yeah, I can see that. You know, even when you're connecting some of these things, I feel like I'm about to break the plug on some of these EVs where it's like the, that cord is just epic. Dude, that it's like an alligator cord tail. is heavy, too. It's so sh- it's and so it's hard stiff. to maneuver into the plug. Yeah. Like these, you know, I want to say ladies or whatever, you know, but people that aren't as strong or capable and that are shorter, too, you have to like get those things at a certain angle and it's They're heavy. It, it takes it a little harder, work. Harder dude. than a fuel pump. They're way, very, oh, they're way, way harder. Yeah. So much harder. Yeah. yeah Cause there's, it's Cause not you also like don't have a, like just a, it's not like a hot dog in a hallway. It's more of, <laughs> it's a direct connection. Right. And it's a big you plug. Match it up. So you have to match it up perfectly yeah. to get it in. Yeah. And also like the, like, unlike a gas pump, which has like, you know, typically you pull the gas pump and then it has like a cord yeah. Like yeah. Atta- where it extends. Yeah. This is just a stiff ass fucking and You're cable. holding the whole thing up. And it, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't actually retract. It's just sitting there. And, and then they're great. never long enough because you can't, yeah. they can't be over a certain You always have to do weird shit. And, and yeah. you, a lot of times you can't even fit your car because every car has a different yeah. placement of yeah. where the charger yeah. is. So you're like, oh, my car won't work in that yeah, place, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it'll work in that one. But that one's already yeah, taken. It's pretty damn embarrassing. Too when there's like a line of other EVs and then it's your turn and you're like oh crap I don't uh, uh, it doesn't yeah reach us. I had that happen with Lane's car last time I borrowed it and I wanted to because um, it was one of those situations where I was like all right I can reach to the other side oh nope <laughs> no. nope so I had to like do a whole turn it around yeah, yeah. and then I, it was on the back now Did so you scuff it was kinda, his paint I, I'm, what's that <laughs> Just oh I totally scuffed it no yeah so and I I had to pull up like into the bushes to yeah. like actually be able to fit yeah. it dude so yeah. with this whole you know charging your car and hanging around waiting. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of like the old drive-ins of the past. Like, Definitely. And is there any business that's that's combining these? So Europe's things? doing this. Europe has a lot of these like... Mr. Europe these, or is it... In Europe in general. <laughs> yeah. In Europe in general Europe is like... Like Western Europe is uh-huh. having... Is, is... Has these, you know, gas stations essentially. Like yeah. Charging stations. But we're like someone have come like, up and take your order. Well, no, not that, but they just have like, they cater to it more. Right. right. So there's like, they build, they have like a nice restaurant there and everything is like really close by here. We just put these things in the biggest areas possible. But, in or like, like in super crowded Kettleman areas. city or something. It's and like at the Whole Foods here in Midtown, there's a, yeah. a Tesla charger and bank and there's six dudes or women sitting in their car doing nothing, like looking yeah. at their phone basically. And there's no, it just seems very disconnected. You know, you would think that would be yeah. like a cool experience. You drive in, you can get a coffee and. I think know, the real thing is you. Yeah. Lot lizards. It's, it's like, just get out. Right. So like Starbucks just had a thing with uh, Electrify America, I want to say. Yeah. Contract. <laughs> I'm just um, picturing like yeah, the, get, the lot like, lizards at a Tesla bank. <laughs> provide, <laughs> provide lot lizards. They're, well, no, I mean, but they're, they're, they're definitely classier. They're, they're classier. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, I'm just trying to put myself in this, like project myself in this scenario, but it's like, uh, how many times can you do this until you're just spending a shit ton of money just because you're trying to <laughs> quote unquote oh, fuel, I know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, if you could kill two birds with one charge, yeah. I mean. I mean, I definitely try and get Are we still talking about lot lizards? What's happening? DWA dating app coming soon. Uh, one thing, the fast chargers are pretty fast. When they're fast, they're fast. Like Electrify America. Give me a like time. Uh, there. You can go like, you can get like 50% in like 22 minutes or okay. something like that. Or, you know, something around that. But 22 minutes is longer than most people spend at a McDonald's. Right? For like, sure. Well, 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 I guess if they're eating in. 
Uh, Maybe a little no. lot. That's but that's, you're talking best case scenario, only 50%. Yeah, yeah, and and probably more like 40%, right? That's what like, I did But today, I'm talking yeah. about like best, best like you're actually, because that's the other thing. It's like they say 150s, but you're lucky to get like, if you're getting over 100, you're like stuck, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, so you could be there for 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Which is yeah. definitely more than people spend at McDonald's. Yeah. yeah I mean, and then, Safeway's not that bad too, man. They're just saying they're chicken tenders. Oh, Safeway? yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Smash a bag of chicken well, tenders and veggies. <laughs> the, both places that I charge, there are Starbucks is there. So I oh, can yeah. just go work and like just leave the car there until it's fully That's, charged. Yeah. And, and, you, and you're that monitoring works. it on your app. You can tell, oh, it's like X amount. Yeah. And then you can just go grab it when it's done. And then a lot of times you'll go... I, what I do if I don't really have to charge away from work, but when I have, I just go and sit in there and watch like YouTube videos on the screen and ruin your charging. It doesn't, it barely takes anything. <laughs> I just yeah. feel like there's an opportunity here. Well, I, I, I get where Warren's coming from some, though. I feel like, I mean, happen. it's that Starbucks has an, I mean, they should be engaging those people, right? It's like, yeah. or, or even but those people the, are already engaged in, they're already walking in and get out of their car. Yeah. They can get or, out or not. They're sitting there on their, but they, their, they were sitting in there on with a drink in their hand. Yeah. But the, 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 the one that he's talking about, see, like that Starbucks is three blocks away. Like there's got to be a little, a, a person on a little EV yes. scooter thing or maybe a little robot, Neuro. But know? the one big yes. charging issue we have is like, it's crazy to me that they haven't accounted for the fact that there's weather everywhere. Like either it's super hot oh, right. or there's no cover. raining so and there's no covers yeah. and these things are just there and you're carrying this big old cord and you're, and you're out there trying to hook up and you're, you're See? going on to electrify America on your app and your phone's getting wet and you're, uh, you're yeah. standing outside trying to do this. And what pump number is this? Okay. Cause one, gas stations have it well figured out. Dude, right. It's like, but group. the fact that they like, we're like, Oh, gas stations are doing this for, Hundred years. This is like a surefire way to, to do it. Now, fuck that. We're gonna start it from scratch. I know. It's like Tesla making the square steering. Right? You know the the yoke yeah. wheel. It's like nah, those things. We steering wheels are stupid. We <laughs> need to do this. Yeah, like, yeah. This although I, I will say though, I'm interested how that changes with uh, steer by wire. What? Well, that's Just what the Lexus one is the, the thing, Lexus right? Yeah, everyone says the thing. thing. Totally. I said it's better, but you know, yeah. steer away too much but from it's, where it's you were going with that. But I am curious to see how that sort of <laughs> it's, uh, it's horrible how that happens. It's scary. It's scary. Sketch, I think um, I don't know. I mean, I see where you're coming from. They're like to try it when the steering is the 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 it's the ratio is appropriate, yeah, right? Like so your ratio is that sharp, you were fucking running off a cliff, dude. I don't know. Speed sensor, dude. It's so that would be so sketch. They're already too sharp. Well, Tesla's? people seem to be doing fine. F1 driver. <laughs> no, they're it's, not, it's, dude. It, They're crashing when it's on autopilot, not when <laughs> they're driving. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, th I agree with you. I mean, I think they're like AM, PM, right? Like right there, boom. Like there's yeah. got to be. And I think, I mean, eventually I think we'll get there, right? Because it's going to become a thing where it's not at a, you know, grocery store sh parking lot. It's going to be, be a dedicated. It's going to so be the you Chevron. Can, if you're worried about that, then you can go there. You can order DoorDash from the Starbucks from your phone. And they can deliver <laughs> it to your car. It's not, yeah, it's more not integrated. Jeez. Even from an advertisement standpoint, right? Like I remember years ago, I, I actually was looking at uh, potentially working for a company called Volta. I don't even know if they're still around. Yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah. Them. yeah and basically that, that's their whole thing is like they, they have like advertising pay for the infrastructure. And so mm -hmm. like they have, it's all free charging, but they have ads on screens or, you know, something yeah, right there next might to be them. one down at Trader Joe's. Is yeah, it one? doesn't work. I tried to use <laughs> oh, it. Really? Once, oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I've never seen anyone hooked up to it either. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of issues with electric cars, basically. Well, not the cars themselves, but the charging the infrastructure. Network. Yeah. Still. Yeah. The whole infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, I still want like, I, I haven't, 
like received or, or learned of like real or read of like good, accurate information about like infrastructure, like actual power. Cause like, every, like there's a lot of like, you know, Oh, like we can barely like power our houses right now. There's outages. But like some people are saying that we have plenty of juice to power all the cars. If they go in, dude, we literally, so we like, had people last year, they were telling us to turn, not use appliances and that, stuff. That's like, actually what I'm most excited about with EVs right there is like, how can they provide value that goes beyond just a car? I think that's an exciting oh, space. Oh, you're saying like, like is, that, is that where you were going? No, oh, no not necessarily. Like, but he uh, was saying the last power to charge your gotcha. car. Like gotcha. if everybody had like like let's we say fifty percent of the car, fifty uh, percent of households had electric cars right now. Like, would we be able to support that with our current oh, I see. electric grid? With our grid, yeah, no. and so. I don't know. I, I read both sides of it. I mean, I, I've had several glasses of wine, so I didn't do a good job of, of verbalizing that. But <laughs> ultimately what I meant is like, there's people that say that there is enough juice and some people are saying that there isn't. And as yeah. Lane and I, I mean, I agree with that. It's like, we're being told to fucking like ration our like power use yes. and shit. Like, you know, so can it actually handle it? I don't know. One angle, I don't know if we've really talked about much, uh, related to the large EVs is the weight and the wear and tear on the roads. And I don't know that tipping point, like, are the roads fine no matter what? I mean, they have semi-trucks on them. But if every car that's now driving to work is 2,000 pounds heavier, is there an impact there? How big of an impact? Is it going to speed up our infrastructure woes? I don't know. But it's just something I was thinking about with, like, the Hummer. You know, it's 8,000 pounds. Yeah, that's an outlier. It's an outlier for sure. And the Rivian's, like, 7,000. Yeah. But we're talking about, you know, people going to soccer games and outliers, right? But also I think like battery tech at this point in time, we're still using super ancient tech, right? It's in. So like the whole point is like now there's a lot of focus on lightening that up, right? Cause there's so many benefits. Like it's, it's like, and maybe it will exponentially better. Right. So I think at some point, um, yeah, I read something recently about solid state stuff and like, I'm curious. Yeah. I like to see how that scales, but, um, did you hear about the, uh, parking structures? Like parking structures, um, you know, like are actually like at risk for that specific reason. I know one collapsed in New York. And yeah, and there's, you know, some people were saying maybe it's because of that, right? Like, because because there were so many Teslas in there and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I mean, bridges, right? That's what I'm (laughs) saying. Everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like I just I don't know the the data, but it seems like something to keep an eye on. Mm. So here at Driving Well Awesome, we'll keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is uh, the M the new M two must be electric then, huh? Is it heavy? That bitch weighs thirty nine hundred pounds. Which comes, oh, <laughs> it doesn't even sound heavy anymore. That's so it's heavy. Bad, I know. I know. Actually, we need to drive that one. Which that, one that's is local, it? Huh? Which car? The new M two. Oh, the new M two. Yeah, yeah. It oh, is man. a very polarizing design, <laughs> <laughs> and it so it weighs like the same as a maybe even more than a Ford Mustang V eight. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and it drives like that. I think yeah. they're saying it's very GT. And it's not, yeah, yeah. not a light super or a sports car feel anymore. Yeah, still haven't come around to the way that car looks. I know. No, I, I can't handle yeah, it, man. Especially how good the M2 looked. The last yeah, generation yeah. was a yeah. very good looking car. It looks and fantastic. Yeah. I think it kind of feels like that was the last, the last final. I mean, I'm BMW. really, <laughs> I'm really, really curious to see how they sell though. And that's, what's really frustrating, you know, like, so well. like so well. it's just so frustrating, right? Like I, I don't, I mean, we, we have the, we, we talk about it, you know, we're in the industry and a lot of our friends in the industry are saying the same thing and they're still pumping these out and selling them, you know? And it's like, fuck, <laughs> like, like does opinion even matter? Because well, it's like, also it's like, back you know, to like tools, like 
like kind of design not mattering as much. I will say though, I've, I've been kind of, if there's a, if there's hope that maybe we go towards simplification, like I was looking at Aroma the other day in traffic mm. and I was like, damn Ferrari, you guys went from kind of getting a little crazy, you know? And all of a sudden I see that car as sort of this like beacon of like, maybe they'll return to this like more romantic organic kind of sculptural shapes kind of, yeah. it made me think of the Marinello Dude. and I haven't thought of a Marinello yeah, in a Ferrari Roma's in a long beautiful. time. And by the way, that answers my question that Richard Chen was asking is the Roma is the car that I could live with even oh, knowing good, how good bad point. Yeah, because the haptic feedback the interior is like the worst yeah, for, yeah. for user oh, interfaces. Like I agree with you. All time yeah. worse. Yeah. A haptic feedback. Like I want to sit in Menus that. on menus on menus to do anything. Can't even understand what's happening, but the car yeah, is so beautiful. it's all on the steering wheel. It's okay. crazy. Mm. It's like, yeah. Totally crazy. But that, that would be my answer. Roma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are awesome. Yeah. And the grill was a little polarizing at first, and now it just kind of, yeah. yeah. Right, those little holes. I mean, it's got the modern car proportions too. And I was looking at that, and what was it? The new Lexus. I forget which uh, which one it was, but it's got the same style of perforations in the way that oh, they manufactured okay. the plastic. Where it's like, yes. uh, yeah. It didn't look right with the Ferrari. Not too sure. It's looking right on the Lexus. Just um, it just looking. Yeah. It's looking a little crude at the front end of it. But mm -hmm. uh, overall, I color, think the cars look color helps, good. right? Because like, if it's silver, it's probably like yeah. very. Or says like a black or something where it kind of hides it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I'm trying to picture what the car looks like right now, but, um, but yeah, I mean, just in general, though, like with a lot of this stuff, like you know, the M2. Like I haven't actually, like I've seen one video and yeah, I haven't seen one in person. And yeah. I saw Camisa's uh, verdict or whatever, but like again, I'm like thinking like his complaint was that it is just it's more detached, it's extremely composed, it's very fast, and I'm like, okay, well is that because that's who's buying these cars, right? People who just want the numbers, they want the performance, they want, they're not as skilled and they just want the cap, uh, the, uh, the abilities, right? Like they want the car to be super capable and be able to rattle off these numbers and like the rest of the is irrelevant, which is unfortunate because BMW has always been the ultimate driving machine. Yeah, right? and my argument it's for like, BMW would be like, hey BMW, you need to be more about the feel and the driving aspect because you're not going to compete with a Tesla Model 3 performance. If you're like rattling off stats, right? Like yeah, you're just not going to compete with, with, you're not going to compete with these electric cars. So you need to make something that actually like feels good and has. Or make, make an electric car that can compete with that, but do something else that is more. Well, yeah, sure. BMW can make an electric right. car, but I'm saying you're just not competing with electric cars. And those are, those have that outright speed yeah you know thing yeah. dialed um so make something that's like analog and, and or at least an, you know has these analog aspects yeah. what, what did perhaps? you think of the vision d that little thing that was at ces yeah which they're maybe is making that the honda thing or is it or is that um no it was its own i don't know if they're they're making it but it was the one that they were showcasing like sh uh color shifting technology oh, changing and paint. it was yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. it was a little i didn't see it in it, person oh from, that looks I rad didn't see it in this person. one right it looks like a little yeah matcha, like but it kind of looked a little bit like a, a computer generated yeah it looked it didn't have a lot of a uh, finesse to it it, it looked more like a, a white sheet of, of paper. Kind yeah, of I'm thing. curious to that one just because it's like it's but it has like the a, Hoffmeister kink. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a fresh you know. start. I'm just wondering if like in retrospect, I look at a 2002 and just trying to like picture like what was that like when it launched in the 60s? It's kind of a bad and version. I'm of, not saying that that's this, but yeah. I'm just curious to see. I the like proportions it. It's like kind of weird. I think it's a bad version of like the Honda the little Honda they just brought back the yeah the, the, that that thing's cool which is really cool yeah, yeah. that's what, like a cool version of the BMW yeah, that, that one's pretty badass well, I forget what 
it's yeah. called. Yeah. What, what is the Honda but thing called? But that BMW feels like it's lacking a lot. It's almost like it's taking the like like you were saying with Aroma where it's like pulling back all the craziness. It's like taking that to an extreme. Yeah, I see. Well, Dude. I do like the like this execution of like the kidney grill concept though. Uh-huh. You know where it's like it's 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 I think it's a better version of like a modern version, right? Whereas mm-hmm. like you have these now we have these stupid big tall buck teeth things and this is like making it well, more horizontal. And it's nice that it doesn't have to have like 30 grills that are like Dude, just, you know. I just saw this on the road in in Saratoga. Um, it's the BMW iX in person. Mm-hmm. It was black and it had like <laughs> Those are so copper bad. accents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Those are so horrible. Ugly. It's probably the worst looking car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Look it up. Everyone That's what listening. we saw in and Detroit, I, right? Yeah. yeah, we saw it in one too. It's like super it's just, cheap. That one hurts. I cannot imagine buying that. Like yeah. all the options. And it's not yeah. cheap. It's like a hundred grand. Yeah. I see them in town all the time. Oh. They're, I can't believe. I mean, again, Horrendous. I don't know. Like. Who's I know, like you said, yeah. like the M2 is going to sell well. And you're it's like, so Ow. frustrating, right? No, I it's have like, a, a coworker. He's not like a huge car guy, car nerd like us, but he, he was a designer of like the MDX platform, like Acura platforms. And like, he was one of the main guys. And, uh, he was the other days of, you seen the new BMW, <laughs> you know, that car. And I'm like, I'm like, he's like, what do you think about it? I'm like, I don't know. he's like, it's not good. It's not good. No, 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 not good. Dude, it's really bad too because, you know, there's the, the, aesthetically it's horrible, but then also the interior, like we sat in them and they feel so cheap. It's like, Uh, it's, it's Tesla quality. And I think it's BMW realizing, you know what? Like our target consumer doesn't give a shit. These are disposable appliances. They're going to get the new one as soon as it comes out. And this is irrelevant. So let's just find it. It's kind of like Mercedes forgetting how to make C switches on that, that. EQS we had or yeah. forgetting to like place things they didn't in the, put the seat, seat switches. No, it's in the, the same location, but oh, now okay. they're half dick and you can't uh, feel that you're moving them. And you the literally seat. like, you did yeah. not know when the seat was going to move. That was or, the cool part of that little thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It still has the same design. So you look at it, you're like, Oh, sweet. Okay. Then you go, wait, it's not sweet. Not it's solid. Yeah. It doesn't, move. it doesn't have any yeah. feedback at all. Yeah, I, I sat in uh, uh, Nick's uh, E55 mm. for this and I was like, damn, I, I mean, I made my bed with the M5, but that yeah, was yeah. like very high on the list. And it was yeah. that dash was really interesting to see. Like, I've never seen anything like that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, just back to your point. Like, yeah, I was it's the first thing I noticed in a lot of Mercedes mm-hmm. is ever since you're like you're a kid poking around. In those yeah, cars, yeah. You yeah. have the easy to get to yeah. seats with, you know, no hunting. For yeah, them no, down there. Yeah. yeah, the picture of the seat. Right? Yeah. They were like the first ones to kind of do that. Right. Yeah. Trivia. Right? Is that time? Yeah. Trivia. All right, let's do it. It's trivia time. Um, today's trivia comes to you from the state of Florida. You've been in Florida, haven't you? I've been there a couple mm-hmm. times. Uh, yeah. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, like Miami, is a Miami strong word. <laughs> Life is a very strong word. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Miami is fun. Yeah, Miami is fun. Mm. Um, Best food I've ever had. This uh, question here reminds me of something. Uh, you know, in Arizona, they put uh, recycled tires in the asphalt. They, they chip them up and uh-huh. make them make them uh, into the row row ads, yeah, yeah. so they're nice and smooth. Well, Florida is adding something to their. Uh, well, potentially, they're trying to see if it's it's going to pass this bill uh, to add what to their paving process. I, and if you know, don't say anything. Art. I saw it. <laughs> Art likes to look at all the things. Not not to look at your phone. I just happened to read. I read this article. Uh, crocodiles. Good guess. It's <laughs> a really no. good guess. 
Mal, you got a guess? It was, was radioactive. <laughs> yep. That's all I know. That's right. <laughs> yes. Um, they're adding radioactive industrial waste to their paving slurry. What the it is a substance called uh, phosphogypsum. It's a byproduct of fertilizer production using phosphate rock, and it's usually stored indefinitely due to its weak radioactivity. But they're trying to find a way to put it into your roads in Florida. Nice. And you can imagine the people putting it down, crazy amount of like cancer yes. radiation, the people driving on it all the time, a little bit of radiation. walking on it walking and then bringing it into their house. And maybe like and there's then, a flood or just rain yeah, yeah. or heat. It's like it goes into your water, your wells. Ah, no, no, no. Don't worry about that. that. happened. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so That's yeah, sure. I guess it says that uh, it's Florida, though. Fuck it. That's right. And they're old people mostly, right? So it's fine. Uh, it naturally can uh, contains uranium and thorium, and along with their breakdown products, radium, radon, and polonium. And we don't want any polonium mm-hmm. out here. We all know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next question here. Um, this is also from uh, the news. You guys might have seen this. It's but a Florida game? Uh, no more Florida. Uh, the average vehicle age in the U.S. is now at an all-time high. To what age? I'm surprised. All-time high, huh? 16. Average? 16 years. Good guess. Hmm. What year is it right now? 2023. Oh, man. 20. 20 Dude, it's crazy. Cars are lasting a long time. And they're so expensive that people hold on to them. Yeah. That's the, that's the uh, news story here. Huh. I'm going to say, what did you say? 20. I'm going to say Six. 12. Lane nails it. 12.5 wow. to be exact. That's not as old as I would have thought. Uh, but that's the highest ever. So that shows you that just based on the price of new cars and uh, inflation and all the things, 12 and a half years is the average, which is pretty old. I mean, I feel like my car, uh, like we have a 2010 Lexus and that seems old as hell, but that's yeah. hell average. Yeah. Yeah, you're just an average car average, owner. I'm, average I'm, owner. I'm all vintage over here, dude. So I, I, w- I thought you were gonna bring uh, mention something else. I can't remember where it was. I tried looking it up real quick and I failed. There is someone making a road that charges your EV while you drive on it. They've talked about this. Was that forever. in Detroit or something? Dubai? But it's like I very. Mean, yeah. like it's but happening. How do you charge like, through tires. No, underneath no, it's like your phone. You know, oh, okay. it's like it, yeah, but it's you're like F zero. Remember, touching. you drive on the. Imagine that infrastructure. Yeah. I think it's in Detroit. What could go wrong? Yeah. Driving on chargers? Yeah. I mean, there's talk of always like like a charger that you pull up to a spot and there would be something around that underneath to charge. That seems like kind of a no-brainer. Um, I'm not sure so you wouldn't have to actually like do a physical hookup, Great. which would be nice. Be amazing. Yeah, but it's, it's but uh, really driving down the road sounds crazy. I, I mean, you pay, about that. that'd be rad though. Like you pay, like it's like a toll, right? And then you can just like jump in there. Yeah. I'm just saying like, where, where how is, is that? But you would also think they'd have that for your garage, a pad yeah, that, that you drive Definitely. over and you don't have to do it, but yeah. I'm sure it's close. It's still amazing that phones can charge that way. It is pretty incredible. But they also get really hot and it doesn't work as well as plugging them in. So it's plutonium or radium or whatever. Polonium. <laughs> Polonium. <laughs> Florida radioactive roads. Sweet. Man. Mel, thanks for joining us. This thanks was fun. Me. Yeah, it was fun. Come back. Fun come back people. any, anytime, <laughs> anytime. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.